0: pod save america is brought to you by nazis just as stamps here these days you can get practically everything on demand like our podcast Truth. listen whenever you want when it's convenient for you why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when you can get postage on demand with nazis anything you can do at the post office you can now do right from your desk or your home in chappaqua you can't
1: with nazis you can't people watch <laughs> Which is something that you can do online at the post office. You can't do that at home. That's true.
2: But like, maybe don't call me a Nazi anymore. But it's, okay. you well, know, that's,
1: a good We'll put, good that
0: in, put that in the con yeah. column. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, a Nazi never closes. Two in the morning, you're hungry for some stamps. You know where to go. A Nazi. It makes you more polite, you know, because often
3: you're like, I should write a thank you note to this person. But I don't have a Nazi. So I'm just not going to.
1: Yeah. My writing is bad. This eliminates
0: that friction. Bad penmanship.
1: I'm trying to be better. Ever since I've stopped being a writer, I am more responsive, but I have some mistakes I need to make up for in time, like some wedding gifts I should send via a Nazi to people that have like three kids now. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Just kidding. Whoa. Just kidding. Leave that in. <laughs> right now, use
0: our code.
2: And now, anytime I say anything conservative, you people call me Nazis and ask me how
0: I can sleep at night. For the special offer, a four-week trial, which includes postage and a digital scale. Don't wait
1: digital scale it's for measuring po- it's yes. for weighing I know, little items I
0: know what it is whoa whoa <laughs> just kidding never go to the post office again
4: I don't like to go on the podcast and be like yeah my boyfriend was like we said a really problematic thing <laughs> no especially yeah. not
5: one of those like my wife podcasts <laughs> yeah. you know right. barstool for all of a sudden whatever
6: and we're not like red scare where we'll just be like he's just jealous that we're skinny <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: That is kind of a funny thing to say, though.
4: Yeah. You're like, you right. Know, like, like
5: you
4: know? guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with Red Scare. If guys were doing it, yeah. I would be totally fine with it, you know?
6: Ooh. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> we're going to get canceled, yeah. That's again. the
5: problem with Comtown. Yeah. <laughs> if if Comtown was dogs, I'd be like, what a cute show. i <laughs> <laughs> putting on. You know? and you guys are listen to The Daily? Like, the yeah. Michael Barbaro? The way he says, hmm? Is crazy. (laughs) How does he say it? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, And he says it, once you notice it, he says, hmm, like
4: eight times an episode. He's constantly realizing
7: that. That's so funny. funny.
4: Definitely, I was just talking about this to someone. I used to have that thing where you hate your voice and you hate how you look on camera and stuff like that. And after listening to a thousand hours of my own voice, you know, three times through... I have just been cured of it. My voice is just a sound that I'm familiar with now. But the weirder thing is, I know what our verbal ticks look like in waveform. Oh, that's so weird. So I can recognize Peter's ums just by sight. Oh, you know? that's so funny. You just nab him out? Yeah. I, just... I know what like looks that's like. That's great. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, no. I've stared into the verbal tick and it stared back at me.
5: Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing. I was not confident in the bedroom until I watched the tapes a couple times.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Instant replay. Welcome back, everybody. It's Thanksgiving Leftovers P2. <laughs> Can you believe we've been on a year and plus? Oh Any my year? god,
5: congr- happy yeah. anniversary! Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah,
4: I know. Peter already made this joke. He was like, I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, did you get him something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we started last October, I think. So it's Oh, my been, God, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah,
6: it's been more than a uh, year who now. Who was
4: on your first step, or was it just you guys? It was you. It was you. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, shut the yeah. F- yeah. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't had you on in a while. Uh, Peter Herman's with us and this dude. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. It's so great to
5: be here. Um, Colin bought a big Come Town Energy, and this time yeah. I'm trying to bring a big uh, New York Times
4: The Daily Energy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing more normie pods this week. That's fine. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we
6: need to give it a break. We
4: we uh, have to talk about this more when we do the pod save segment, but Peter uh, Bronson, uh, Peter, when you were uh, suggesting that pod save parody sketch for yeah. the murder show, uh, and you were like, yeah, I think you know the three of us can be the pod save guys, and I think it's pretty clear who's who, I hadn't seen any pod save America, and I didn't know what you meant, and now I've watched so much of it, and I know exactly so- who 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 am I? Who am I? You are definitely Tommy Vitor, right? Oh, Uh why? uh, So uh, it's... So it's a, kind of a, a. Wait, that means that he, you could be the hot one. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I know, it's self serving, but. Well, is- if
6: we were The Daily, you'd be Michael Barbaro, and he it was actually People Magazine's sexiest man alive.
4: You're fucking
5: shitting <laughs> me. Oh, you are kidding me. this I, I hate. The-
6: no, Michael Barbaro was really People Magazine's sexiest are you man alive. Me? Why? First
5: of all, Nick Confessori is much better. As with a much hotter voice.
6: Uh, this was, like, in 2017. This was also a year ago.
5: That's so funny. Charles Blow, who ra- has
6: an op-ed. I'm pretty sure we've even talked about this on the podcast well, Charles Blow looks
5: better than Michael Barbaro. Yeah, Charles Blow is... Michael Barbaro,
4: Barbaro looks like... Michael yeah, Barbaro We're talking about like... Charles Blow, not my favorite porn star,
5: right? <laughs> <laughs> he also writes the New York Times. Yeah, he does little comics for the op-ed page. I'm serious. He... And...
6: Uh, yeah, last year, because, like, Trump had just been, you know, was the new president, and, like... Ugh. They were like, you know, make we need to show, yeah, again. make politics sexy. Jesus so Christ. they chose Charles Blow and Michael Barbaro from the New York Times uh, to be two of the sexiest men alive. Which is so. I mean, Michael Barbaro looks like a total fucking weirdo, and I don't even feel like I'm making fun of any innate quality about Michael Barbaro because he chooses to have the ugliest facial hair yeah, and like to the, to see the geekiest glasses. He has like like Captain Hook facial hair.
5: I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Him winning People's Sexiest Men Alive is like a big win for like glasses skinny white nerd community. <laughs> they uh, really I win. Yeah, really. yeah,
4: Oh, look at this guy. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. He looks like one of the Hook remakes. He's He's got a vest
5: that's plaid. He's, he's 16th seed in my all classes rec- wrestling league. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Have you seen
6: this photo Like he just discovered layers. Look at this guy. Yeah. Why is it all like that? He also, all his tweets are about, like, how they need to put seatbelts in the subway.
4: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Or about how they need to kick homeless people
8: yeah, out of right.
6: the
4: subway. Yeah, right. Really? He's the guy who did that tweet where he was, like, a dangerous situation on the yeah. 7 train or whatever, and there's just, like, one sleeping bag on the floor when you come in. Oh my god. I've never wanted to see someone bone more, uh, though, on immediately seeing them then i want to see michael barbaro fuck malcolm gladwell mm. oh my god mm. i just bet they would twist into so many interesting shapes oh, because sure. they would yeah, be at very, it for very 10 ten thousand
8: hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: come on blink come without coming he really knows how to hit my tipping point <laughs> 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 oh it's good to be back good to be back oh yeah, yeah. thanks Ooh. peter herman uh, in this dude you're here with dan ackerman <laughs> peter ronson oh
6: but we need to finish so yeah uh Peter Herman, you would be Tommy Vitor. I would be John Favreau. Yeah, it's
4: a beard thing too.
6: Yeah. And And I
4: would be the small gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, John Lovitz. Great... <laughs> First of all, you don't look anything
5: like John Lovitz. alright? <laughs> 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 I was so happy when I was doing this. You don't think t- my <laughs> directing skills match up? Oh, do you you don't I'll tell you one thing about your directing skills,
4: they stink! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah but no it's it's like as soon as I saw them I was like oh yeah. my god I know exactly what you mean
5: yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah yeah not even that we look like them just that like we, our uh, energy our energy is yeah.
5: wow I can, now I have to fucking now I have to know how yeah. what Tani Vietnor is like thanks guys yeah. I mean
6: he's pretty bad
5: yeah, he's probably the worst of the three. Uh, I mean, okay, so then I am like him. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, yeah,
6: not even the worst. I mean, he probably also is the worst, like, presenter and, like, yeah. podcast person, but also just the worst that, like, John Favreau and uh, John Lovett were both speechwriters for Obama, so they were just like you know, if you like your doctor, you can keep him. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: Whereas, the most yeah. damage they did to the American life.
6: Tommy Vitor was working in the like, uh, national security, uh, department or whatever. He was one of those people famously where Obama would like, stop talking to his cabinet members and then he just talked to like Ben Rhodes and Tommy Vitor. And these other 24 year olds. Yeah, these other like, faceless 24 right. year olds. Who decided
4: not to post anything compromising. on yeah, their Facebook right. at age 12. And they're
6: all like, nepotism cases. Right. Ben Rhodes is. I'm not sure about Tommy Vitor, but I mean, Come on, I'm sure about yeah. He is. So um,
4: Tommy Vitor was the person who, when you look up Tommy Vitor before 2012 or something on Google, everything that comes up is like you either saw you, right? It's either <laughs> it's either chummy chummy stuff with the reporters, or it's you know uh, Anwar Al Alaki's 16 year old son, yeah, right, murdered, and he has to come say, well, you know, not that bad actually. He was a spokesman for the drone strikes and stuff like that. Good lord. I mean, uh, okay. the other thing I know about
5: Tommy <laughs> Vitor and um, and uh, John Favreau is that they like famously played beer pong shirtless.
6: Yes. Right? Yeah, that's
4: the other difference. And John and Favreau, lord, yeah,
6: groped yeah, that cutout of Hillary Clinton. Oh, yes.
4: yeah!
6: yeah. I, so I just Wikipedia Tommy Vitor to see if he is yeah. a nematism case.
5: <laughs> Both Peter and I are shirtless, by the way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
4: in their honor. <laughs> I'm just hanging out with Rodan Farrow. Yeah. That's um,
5: true. <laughs> Tommy
6: Vitor... Is a descendant of Ethan Allen, a noted American Revolutionary War patriot.
5: Hmm.
4: Bum, 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 bum,
5: that's a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet his college essay was about that too. I screw this guy.
6: Yeah, right. And so then, and so he has his own spin off podcast that's Pod Save the World. Right. Uh, and he just has like. <laughs> they ha-
4: they're not puns! But they have all <laughs> so Like, like D Ray does Pod Save the People,
6: right? Yeah.
5: Um, pod save my kitchen
6: (laughs) (laughs) it's It's the bar rescue it's the the neoliberal bar rescue
5: to come save a bar he's like i don't know they put on the
4: news shut the fuck up you just try and keep buying drinks that's the yes. idea
6: but pod save the world he just has like madeline albright on and like uh henry kissinger on uh, and they just talk about like if you uh, like
4: your beer you can keep it yeah <laughs> no it's the foreign policy uh, yeah
6: it's the foreign policy like pro-imperialist one
4: one. Ugh, god <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Pod damn the world. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, there's a podcast that's Pod Damn America, right? Yeah.
6: Yeah. We should have gotten there for We should have gotten
4: it. All right. Well, let's come back to the Pod Boys in a bit. Let's talk about...
6: Oh, yeah. I was just thinking we talk about them way too much, but we're going to talk about them even more. <laughs> yeah, for
4: like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what we came here today. We're for.
6: obsessed with Pod Save America. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so... Speak
4: for well,
5: yourself. Well, if, if anybody says that you're like anything... Right, yeah. you know, if I say um, if I say you're like Raichu of this group, two you know two <laughs> weeks from now you're gonna be playing Pokemon Gold or whatever. Yeah, you
1: know?
4: is that because I want to live up to the Raichu legacy, or I want to prove you wrong? And
5: oh my God, definitely prototypes? prove wrong, a hundred percent prove <laughs> wrong. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate being told that I'm such a Leo because I'm like I have Virgo tendencies or
8: whatever. <laughs> you know? like, uh, right? You're
4: like I have nothing like John Hughes. <laughs> I,
8: don't know. I don't
4: know. No, he's actually a, a Aquarius because I share a birthday with John Hughes and molly Ringwald. Whoa! They were born on the same date, eighteen years apart. Whoa! Wow, that's so fun! Wow, yeah. so were David Brooks and his uh,
5: his wife. <laughs> years, so.
4: Wait, they have the same birthday?
5: No, I made that oh. up. Just no, like
4: the creepiness of the yeah. age difference. Yeah, like that was so funny. It's the first nyt opinion thing i've read in a long time is the david brooks yeah. liberal parents radical children which by the way is what david brooks and his wife call each other in the bedroom yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. uh.
6: it is uh another entry in the long list of every david brooks column is just a commentary on his personal life yeah like
5: how many yeah uh, how many how many david brooks columns
4: by memory you know like do you think you could name um, well, I know them by the yeah. old line. Yeah. You know how they say, sandwich. like, Bruce, every song he has has, like, a golden line? <laughs> he David Brooks has songs. No, sung- because
5: I'm not your mom. <laughs>
4: David Brooks, every article he has has some shit line that is just the core of that article, and so I remember things like, oh, the sandwich article, you know, or uh, uh, I don't know what was anything else he wrote. I remember the one we should
5: should insist on gay marriage. Yeah, 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 stuff like that, you
9: know.
6: Yeah, Uh, during the twenty sixteen election, which was also like, yeah, when he like was just getting remarried or whatever, uh, and he had the whole line about like Hillary Clinton. That was like, (laughs) let me see if I can find it. It was just, he was just talking about himself and uh, like people hate Hillary Clinton for being a technocrat, but imagine a world without technocrats. Like we really, yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, we talked about David Brooks's vacation article when we were here months ago, I think, but. Where the NYT just paid him to go on the most expensive worldwide vacation, yeah, and he talked about you know how oh we went to these Greek islands, but we didn't talk about the history of St. Paul while he was there at all, <laughs> and it's all these you know trashy middle management people and like Russian oligarchs. Does
5: kids. no one care about the
4: history of Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Monica. I was the only one who adhered to our museum schedule. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I haven't read the uh, opinion section in a while from the NYT. And, uh,
5: well, I don't really like to, you know, read stuff that,
4: like, my my mom's ex-boyfriend wrote either. <laughs> I called out. <laughs> uh, my grandma says he was very kind. <laughs> very Charming, but he uh he uses the term cultural Marxism, like yeah, they've been totally Ben Shapiroized.
6: I mean, he also talked about how like Jordan cool Peterson, yeah,
4: he called that's another great that's where that comes I don't from.
6: think that that was a New York Times profile of Ben Shapiro, right? No, um, I thought, that,
5: I thought that was 100% Lee Rooks, but maybe well, maybe he that.
6: maybe he wrote about uh Ben Shapiro. It wouldn't surprise me if he wrote a fawning piece about Ben Shapiro because he did write. A fawning piece about Jordan Peterson really? where he yes. called him like the West's foremost philosopher Jesus or something. Christ. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Like, I really That's thought so it would take funny. a little longer for the uh, NYT opinion people to go full Breitbart on, you know, the plots of the Frankfurt School. But they're already there. That's what the anti-Trump conservatives are at. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. And I mean, that stuff, I, I think that is when Trump is done, if he if he they finish him off, that is the part of Trumpism that the never Trumpers are going to adopt. Yeah. Is like, yeah, the cultural Marxism, the campus, like political correctness stuff. That's yeah.
4: all they have. Yeah, That's right. all they have. And it's know? because Facebook is pushing anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> they will have grown yeah. up in that.
5: Odd save guys know quite a bit about that actually yeah 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 but that's a little foreshadowing (laughs) I (laughs) suppose I know
4: (laughs) so this actually does get us back to the NYT opinion page yeah Uh, and we can talk about um, the other stuff uh, as we go but anyway so we wanted to first talk about Operation Infection (laughs) (laughs) yeah
6: Operation Infection. This was the the reason we're pronouncing it weird.
5: We're pronouncing the K. <laughs> yeah,
6: it's because it isn't it is the word infection, but instead of the C in infection, it is a K and boom, it's, boom, boom, boom. it's not just any kind of K, it is a capitalized K uh, to make it look extra Russian-y. Yeah, it's for Kremlin. Yeah. You know,
5: or Compromat.
6: <laughs> so they yeah, they did this whole story on Operation Infection. Do you want to set this up down? Can, can set you set it up this up? Set up a little
4: up? bit. Yeah, I mean, it's so you know how the NYT opinion section has been pivoting to video.
10: What did you say? Ah,
11: that's not okay. I'm feeling triggered, and you ruined my day. Hey, hey, ho, ho.
4: Have you guys noticed? Oh this, yeah. That, like there was that horribly homophobic cartoon of. Uh, oh my Trump god, Trump that was so funny. Making up. out. Yeah. Oh my god. It was yeah. horrifying, and it was just jokes that Trump and Putin are gay. Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin?
9: I do have a relationship with him. Yeah, and I think uh He's done a very brilliant and amazing job. Which
4: basically is the story in um, (laughs) in operation, too, but it's subtext. And so the NYT opinion section has been doing more and more of these video opinion pieces that are basically, you know, uh, supposed to be creative kind of experimental documentary formats. It's supposed to be like where the new art in news is going to be, you know, this video platform. And so they had these two guys. One of them is a New York Times Journalist Adam Ellick, and he's the guy who features in the video when they talk about the uh, how the Pakistani race is uh, uh, attached to conspiracy theories by nature. And Adam Ellick comes out, and he's like, "Yes, I was caught up in this."
7: And in Pakistan, the establishment sees CIA plots everywhere. That last one even ensnared one of our own journalists here at the New York Times. An experience that was so upsetting to him, it led him to make the film you're watching right now. Isn't that right, Adam?
12: That's right. I was living in Pakistan. Al Qaeda accused me of being part of a CIA anti-Islam plot. See, conspiracy theories are kind of like a national sport over there. Yeah, and we can we
4: can talk about that more. But <laughs> that's that's you know where he is, and the filmmaker who actually you know seems to have directed, and I think um, he's the British. He, he's the Adam Curtis rip-off voice that you hear throughout the whole thing.
7: You might be thinking that's just a fancy word for propaganda, but it's not. Propaganda tries to convince us to believe something. Disinformation is a highly organized attempt to deceive us into believing it.
4: Is this guy Adam Westbrook, who you know? It seems like has done a couple of films about climate change and stuff like like. Is yeah. one? Of the, he's like uh, the guy. I don't know if you saw Brain Dead, but the guy that she tries to date, who's uh, Occupy Wall Street caricature.
2: <laughs> Are we here again? False evidence leading us to an unnecessary war, leaving a country in chaos. And who benefits? The one
0: percent. Who wants this war?
4: Wall Street. How is it? Like, I he is that you. guy. Yeah, you got it. Well, we're pitching Braindead here tonight. But anyway, this is the kind of guy who makes these movies and, you know, they, they're supposed to be basically experimental documentary style. They do, like, this one in particular just reads like a straight up Adam Curtis knockoff.
7: <laughs> the thing about a virus is it doesn't destroy you head on. Instead, it brings you down from the inside, turning your own cells into enemies. This story is about a virus, a virus created five decades ago by a government to slowly and methodically poison its enemies. But it's not a biological virus. It's uh, more like a political one. And chances are you've already been infected.
4: It's got these, you know, you know, a lot of montage is how it's made up. It's a lot of, you know, <laughs> scene footage. Uh, but they it, send
5: three kids in the woods around Blair, Maryland <laughs> evidence of compromise. <laughs>
6: yeah so Peter did you watch these It's a three-part video about yeah this 80 year Soviet campaign to spread misinformation throughout America and the world
5: Of course I did because you know uh, you know you got your prep page you gotta do it here um, I'm gonna be honest I thought there was one vid not three.
4: So. But did you watch the 47-minute one? Or no, I watched the 15-minute minute one. Yeah, that yeah. was part one. There are
6: three, but they're, like, all the same. I was trying to watch. They're I...
4: all so bad, and they're all just like yeah, that. But and Also, I want to adjust yeah. the setup before we get into what the content is. Like Peter said, it's a three-part series on YouTube. It, the whole thing is about 50 minutes altogether, and I think there is. The New York Times has one video that you can watch that's all of it. They just insultingly think that you have to be split into episodes yeah. to uh, consume it. Which I'm not wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> But when you go Split to... Split it into vines. If you don't want to go to YouTube to see it, you can go to the New York Times page that is Operation Infection. That's all very new media. It's the same format they did for their big climate change piece, if you remember that. I recall. Uh At Where the opening that you see is just a basically a cover. It's the way you would read a magazine where there's like the title on a title page, and then you scroll down. And the title page is this giant eye with a black background and the eye has a red iris and it says Operation Infection. And in case you missed the K, it's in red for you when everything else is in white. And the subtitle is Russian Disinformation from Cold War Um. to Kanye. Which is a continuing Ooh. thread in the movie. Uh, like, you might not have seen this if you only saw the first part. But the fact that, you know, mushy-brained black people will take Russian propaganda and run with it is a continuing trope throughout the movie.
6: Right. And so I watched, I may have only watched two of them. I don't know. I was trying to watch all three, but they're, like, all the same. So I couldn't tell if I was just watching the same movie They repeat a again, lot, too. Yeah. yeah. But in at least in the ones I saw, they had only two examples of Russian active measures of Russian fake news being introduced, and they were
7: Pizzagate. Now, do you remember Pizzagate? The one about Hillary Clinton running a child sex ring from the basement of a pizza parlour? It was everywhere just a few weeks before the 2016 election. And even inspired a believer to turn up at the restaurant with a gun. A shooting in a DC
9: pizza restaurant that was tied to a fake news story.
7: But that whole story was
6: a classic Soviet-style con. And that HIV was created by the government.
4: Right. Which are both true. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, exactly. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Okay, so to start, let's go back to July 1983. And all the way over here, New Delhi, India. This is when a remarkable story appears in a newspaper called The Patriot. It claims the HIV virus was secretly created by US government scientists as a weapon to kill African Americans and gay people.
6: Uh, I mean, yes, they are. That's the thing. Like, so what? So the, the Russians spread this rumor that HIV was created by the CIA. To uh, kill black people and gay people. I and mean,
5: I, th- I thought PizzaGate was just a 4chan crazy thing. I didn't think
4: Russia had anything to do with PizzaGate. Yeah. So the, I guess yeah. I mean, a lot of the video is a lot of this documentary is just Russophobic nonsense, and it's just like hyping up Russian involvement in all of this stuff, as basically the New York Times has done right. since this became an
7: issue. Pizza, anyone? to understand what really happened here we need to go back to March 19 2016 and uh, just here actually Washington DC this is the time and the place where hackers got into the gmail account of Clinton's campaign chair John Podesta.
4: But part of what they say is uh, the Pizzagate connection is that fake news Russian bots or trolls or whatever pushed the Pizzagate story.
7: Meanwhile, Russia continues to push the story with fringe social media accounts, all run from the Internet Research Agency. So yeah, a, the, I mean, the Pizzagate
6: thing comes out of the WikiLeaks Podesta emails. Yes, right. Which I'm they
4: cool. say are Which they false say false. are Russian
6: and, and, and could
4: very well could be. I mean, right? That hacking yeah. was probably done by Gucci for free yeah. Gucci for by the way. Yeah.
6: And by the way, I mean, it, it is very, it, it, I think it is worth pointing out that the Podesta emails that were leaked possibly by the Russians had a lot of really fascinating information that as Americans oh, we should have we known. We should have known. Oh, we yeah. we ought to have known and we are better off for knowing. Yeah. The same information, yeah.
5: completely unrelated to pizza.
6: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even the non-pizza revelations were good. Uh, one example is that those the WikiLeaks Podesta emails are the whole reason that we know now that Obama had Citibank choose his cabinet for him. Yeah,
4: that was confirmed by the That
6: was Podesta. in the Podesta emails. Yeah. One Some of the emails that were rele- released were between Podesta and uh, some executive from Citibank uh, where they together were not even together. It was the executive from Citibank telling him who to appoint yeah. to various cabinet positions, and then that is exactly who Obama appointed to all those cabinet positions. So we only know that because of the Podesta emails. Yeah. Um. So I also
4: only know about uh the anti-Semitic smear campaign against Bernie that went right. like, through the whole Hillary apparatus because of the Podesta emails. The idea that like they should push that he's an atheist and a Jew. Uh, you know like anytime they can which is the same strategy they took with Obama where they said like don't call it out but just like draw the distinction right. and say I'm an American have the flag behind you as much as possible <laughs>
6: Or if – and we've mentioned this on the podcast before – if we're talking about, like, the old Soviet Union and their, like, active measures in the United States, which they – this New York Times series does not mention it at all, but, like, one example is how – is the extent to which Russian active measures played a role in the civil rights movement. Right. Uh, Like, for instance – Rosa Parks was trained in direct action by the Communist Party USA, which was like receiving support and funding from uh, the Soviet Union. And there are other examples of that of people who in various ways received support from the uh, the Soviet Union.
9: And
4: not just in the U.S., in other apartheid states, too. exactly, because America
6: America. was an apartheid state. So I think this is something you said on a previous podcast. That is an example of a good thing that the Soviet Union did. (laughs) To the extent that the
4: Soviets did offer support to black liberation movements, that's a great thing. That's an
6: example of the Soviet Union being good. Right. Uh, Just like uh, them releasing these emails that reveal that uh, Citibank chose the Obama cabinet— ...is an example of a good thing that Russia did. They right. are informing us about our government, and they are telling us things that we ought to have a right to know.
4: Yeah, and if it were the Panama Papers or any other, you know, if there were a foreign government that uh, American spies leaked all the uh, emails of the Chinese Politburo or something, they would be lauded as heroes. Right. And we would say, oh, they should be what comes next when Bill Crystal finally gets his China regime change.
8: Right,
6: right. and there are... Uh, there are plenty of examples of America engaging in active measures, right? Which like, they mentioned quote mention unquote, in the movie. active measures, yeah. So I want to go right. uh, okay, point yeah. by
4: point through some of this stuff because I made notes for it and uh, I, I feel confident to uh, lead us through some of the narrative because I think it's fascinating in the specifics. So first of all, this idea of like the uh, useful idiot comes up a bunch in the movie, and basically uh, aside from the East Germans, who arguably people of color, um, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Honest take. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. Uh. Aside from like the East German patsies, they give an example yeah. of which, like the the way it's set up is like these respectable East German scientists gave a uh, lent some credibility to the HIV conspiracy theory. And it's like no, everyone knew what that meant. It, w- it was always there's like over and over again this insistence that uh, this was the
7: most brilliant fake news disinformation campaign in history. Operation Infection, one of the most audacious and successful fake news stories ever created.
4: And in the beginning, so it starts, viruses take you down from the inside, and this is about a political virus, is the setup for this, right? And this theme of viruses and the slides of petri dishes show up constantly in this terrible propaganda movie. But the they start with the idea of fake news. They're like, you've heard of fake news, right, dear listener? And they show a clip of Trump. <laughs>
7: And yes, it's also a story about this guy and a term he likes to think
12: he invented. Really, the word I, I think one of the greatest of all terms I've, I've come up with is fake. I guess other people have used it perhaps over the years, but I've never noticed it.
4: Talking about fake I invented news, invented
5: the word fake, no, right. just as fake. Yeah, he yeah, just as fake. Never, first of all, thought from that guy. Right. From. Yeah,
4: and they also don't say. Well, actually, it was the New York Times liberals who invented the term fake news. You know, Trump co-opted it successfully because it didn't mean anything and was the most pliable term. But there's no background check of where did the idea of fake news actually come from if Trump didn't invent the term. And so they just go immediately back to or whatever.
7: <laughs> well, the thing is, it's actually really old. It's just that once it went by a very different name. Aktivnye events. And they have,
4: you know, whatever. And so...
5: Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. like
4: So they say, you know, to start, let's go back to 1983, New Delhi. And they tell the story about this... Uh, conspiracy theory that uh the hiv virus uh leaked from a u.s government facility and that it was designed by the u.s government to kill gay people and black people uh, and they, they're this is the like prime example of proof that russians do this this is their only example only example. yeah this is their only example their one documented real example of fake news is
6: yeah right is this story that they planted in a Indian newspaper Right About uh, the government Creating HIV
4: And then they You know It spreads in red In their uh, global <laughs> right. animation Everyone's to all favorite them.
5: graphic The like The gross shit Spreading across the world Exactly right.
4: And especially when it is like Red countries Popping up in Africa You know Yeah like, And that's basically The graphic they have And suddenly Millions of people Were reading about this And they The apotheosis Of this fake news story Is Dan Rather Talks about it On TV
7: And then, somehow, it ends up here. A Soviet
9: military publication claims the virus that causes AIDS leaked from a US Army laboratory conducting experiments in biological warfare.
7: That's Dan Rather reading a fake news story to millions of unwitting Americans on national TV. Yeah, right. That, like,
4: he is now the mouthpiece for this fake story, which tells you everything you need to know in a nutshell about the ideology of this movie, that that is the worst thing that could ever happen, is that, you know, a newsman gets the wrong information. (laughs) Right. And also, so why
6: is it that this conspiracy theory that the government created HIV would catch on so much? (laughs) Why is it that people would be so ready to believe that the government created HIV, right? That's ridiculous, right? Government, the the CIA agents in a laboratory created a virus like HIV. I mean... Could it have anything to do with America's long and well-documented history of doing insane shit to fuck
4: with black people? Yeah, of doing biological disease yeah. experiments on populations of black people.
6: Like, so one example, the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male was an infamous and unethical clinical study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the U.S. Public Health Service. Well, the- that was
4: a full 11 years before this article, right. so they had plenty- God, hold the purpose
6: of this study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis Uh, The African-American men in the study were told they were receiving free health care from the United States government. So I'm just getting that from the Wikipedia page on the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, which is a great read if you're looking for a good Wikipedia page. But yeah, basically they told these black men that they were going to treat their syphilis, and then instead they just watched them waste away from this disease to learn about it.
4: Like Nazi and Japanese imperialist doctors sewing twins together.
6: Yeah. Or... Um, uh, uh, I can keep going, and I would love to keep going. Yeah, right what ahead. about uh, MK Ultra? Project MK Ultra was also called the CIA Mind Control Program is the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by uh, the CIA.
11: I don't remember what happened to me. Um, I was introduced to Dr. Cameron, and I don't remember Dr. Cameron at all. Um, i was I was um, diagnosed schizophrenic. I, I found that out by reading my file 20 years later. I don't remember any of that. They shipped me up to what they call the sleep room, and they gave me all of these electroconvulsive shock treatments, and mega doses of drugs, and LSD, and all of that. And I have no memory of any of that. N- nothing in the, in, of, of that time in the Allen Memorial or, or any of my life previous to that, all gone, wiped.
9: Linda Macdonald was brought to the Allen Institute by her family. She was 26 and suffered severe depression. Cameron began treating her with what he called depatterning. She was kept asleep for 20 out of 24 hours. Basically, what this was,
6: uh, and it, again, it went on for more than a decade. They people would show up to hospitals, and their doctor was actually being paid by the CIA to dose them with LSD.
5: And they would put Burt's Bees on your eyes. <laughs> Is he getting high? Because if he gets high from this the cold war could be over
4: <laughs> the scope
6: of project mk ultra was broad with research undertaken at 80 institutions including right. colleges and universities it
4: even reached eleven's mother on some of the
5: things they're like uh, uh, we got a ping pong ball and it's sliced in half and uh, i know you're sick so we're going to put this over your eyes <laughs> and please um, if all the high i know <laughs> so
6: so okay those are two examples of the government using extremely sketchy means uh, to basically just experiment and commit and and perpetrate insane experiments on uh, vulnerable people in in American society, particularly Black people. I got another one for you, CIA. And by the way, yes, we are being paid by Putin to talk about this stuff. That doesn't make us useful idiots. Yes, we have our Putin checks in hand, but this stuff is all real.
5: I'm using them to buy ghost peppers. Yes. <laughs> Um, How about this one? CIA
6: involvement in Contra cocaine trafficking. The charges of CIA involvement in Contra cocaine trafficking uh, were reported in uh, a series of newspaper articles by Gary Webb in the San Jose Mercury News claiming that uh, basically that uh, the CIA was buying uh, crack cocaine from the Contras uh, in Nicaragua and then selling them to marginalize black communities in Los Angeles. Yeah, that basically the
4: crack epidemic was a CIA invention. Yes. Which
6: is which true. Which is true, yeah. yes.
4: And it's the subject of an inter- of a terrible, boring movie called Shoot the Messenger. So do the Wikipedia page instead. Right. Do or play later. the board game.
6: And then there's just, there's one last one that I think really squares the circle here, which is the complete ignoring of the AIDS epidemic by yes. Reagan. Does the
2: president have any reaction to the announcement? the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, the AIDS, is now an epidemic, over 600 cases. uh,
9: AIDS. over a third of them have
2: died. It's known as gay plague. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. I mean, it's a pretty serious thing. uh, One in every three people that get this have died, and I wonder if the president is aware of it. I
9: don't have it. Are you? Do you?
2: You don't have it. Well, I'm relieved to hear that, Larry. Do you? You didn't didn't answer my question. How do you know? Does the president, in other words, the White House looks on this as a great joke?
9: No, I don't know anything about it, Lester. What does does the
2: president? Does anybody in the White House know about this epidemic, Larry?
9: I don't think so. I don't think there's been any. There's been no personal experience here, Lester.
2: No, I mean. I thought you were keeping Doctor, it I checked
9: thoroughly with Doctor Ruggie this morning, and he's had no uh,
10: <laughs> <laughs>
9: no patients suffered from A I D S or the whatever it is. President
10: doesn't have gay plague. Is that what you're saying?
9: Or no, nope, didn't say that. Didn't say that. I thought I heard you on the State Department over there. Why don't you stay over there? <laughs> Because, because I love you, Larry. Right? Oh, and, I see. Well. Well, I, <laughs> let's don't put it in those terms, Lester. <laughs> oh,
4: I retract that.
9: <laughs> I hope so.
4: Exactly.
6: Right, where maybe it wasn't his goal to decimate black and gay communities, but it certainly didn't bother him, right, yeah, that black and all. gay communities. And probably they even saw, you know, If these poor blacks and gays are dying from HIV, that's probably not going to be the worst thing for America overall. I mean,
4: especially the Reagans, who, you know, Nancy had her personal astrologist tell them when they could and couldn't travel, and Reagan had, you know, the most outrageous far right preachers in his ear all the time. They definitely believed in AIDS as punishment from God. Right. And Reagan, I mean, this article came out in 1983 was the disinformation. Reagan didn't say the word AIDS in public until 1986 he refused to acknowledge it as it after it had killed an incredible amount of people Uh, and you know reagan is a hero in this movie in operation Infection. i don't know if you got to then in
7: 1980 a new cowboy rode into town
9: ronald reagan his point of view was we ought to be bold we ought to tell the truth Truth ought to be put front and center, and that if somebody were speaking the opposite, we ought to expose it. Let's don't put it in those terms, Lester.
6: <laughs> oh, I I hope so uh, sure and all these cold warriors yeah. that they just keep pointing out but wait but so then I just want to make this point so if there is a Kanye West song where he says the government created HIV to kill black people and gay people which in this and New York Times documentary is like the horror this uh, this Russian active measure which started in a small newspaper in India finally made its way into mass culture being disseminated by Kanye West when he says the government created HIV and yeah, rather of, of the yeah. modern era <laughs> Yeah, Kanye West featuring Dan rather. Uh, but so when he says in a song that the H that the CIA created HIV, does he really believe the CIA created HIV, or is that just a poetic way of saying what is a hundred percent undeniable, which is that the government perpetually fucks with poor black people that they do insane unethical experiments to destroy the lives of black people that we don't even know about until decades after they're completed that they uh, you know have these insane plans that involve introducing drugs to black communities and that they don't care when there's an epidemic in marginalized communities in America does he really believe the government created HIV or is that just his way of saying in a song all of those things
4: definitely though I think with Lupe Fiasco says that (laughs) smoking banana peels is the white man's liquor. (laughs) I think it's a little too far, you know.
6: (sighs) And I mean, you can do the same thing with the PizzaGate conspiracy theory,
4: yes, as well,
6: right? It is not actually the case that there was a basement at Comet Pizza where John Podesta and Hillary Clinton were raping underage. Children, which is what the PizzaGate conspiracy theory is. But what is true is that the ruling class. Yeah.
5: Straight up like that, that's crazy. Like. The word yeah. Pizzagate is such a cop out. They should have yes. to say the full thing yeah. every time. Yeah. It's crazy. But
6: so that's crazy. But what is true, and I mean, there was a new, there were a set of new revelations released about Jeffrey Epstein t- the day we're recording this. Yeah. Is that the ruling class does engage in insane sexual abuse of people.
4: It's on a private jet, With not completely, a yeah, with. Pizza. Yeah, right. right. That is the most ridiculous idea that it is brought down to your human level. Yeah, when exactly. It happens on a private island. It happens on yachts. Air. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh,
6: but yeah, yeah, they do um, ritually sexually abused children yeah yeah Uh, yeah
4: yeah if you say that that is true like that does happen (laughs) yeah right okay so let's get back to uh this stuff so uh yeah i thought first just the soviet kitsch was so fun there was like jazz music playing and there were all those scenes of uh like putin's picture being developed Uh, extremely fun (laughs) extremely fun so fun they show you a couple of soviet Spies who are defectors, so who knows if what they're saying is true at all, right? Plenty of Soviet defectors have been proven to have right. lied. They harp on active measures, disinformation. They call the Dan Rather reaching of this AIDS thing.
7: One of the greatest cons ever carried out on a global scale.
4: As opposed to the Bay of Tonkin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like So, uh, right, like what war <laughs> was started over this fake New Delhi yeah. paper article? <laughs> who gives
6: uh, a shit? Radio Free Europe. Like, the types of American propaganda that that was disseminated in Europe and, like, in
5: the Soviet Union. Yeah, like, R.E.M. is good.
4: Well, literally, right? Like, a lot of the uh, propaganda and, you know, changing of our mental landscape is in U.S. funding for certain people. So, like, only people who had certain beliefs. And, like, there are—we know the CIA— was funding certain magazines that had progressive writers so that they could control the uh, Overton window. You know, like, the the amount... When they talk about the greatest con in the world was convincing a couple of uh, cranks that AIDS was invented in a government facility, which, like, maybe it was. We'll find out someday. Yeah, seriously. Right? Like, uh... The amount, I mean, that pales in comparison I mean, to the
5: guy who like hijacked that plane in Oregon, stole all the money, and then parachuted to safety. That was a great con, yeah. <laughs> oh my god,
4: the cash me if you can
5: guy, yes. Are they was yeah. They uh, watching that, DW Cooper,
4: DW Cooper, yeah,
6: yeah. And we talk about this a lot, yeah, oh, just Street
4: like, is a yeah,
6: right, just the CIA oh, like funding Street's various, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe oh, yeah, go job. with the times.
5: <laughs> what the hell? Was uh, Mr. Rogers getting, you know, like too big for his britches or something? Was he going to stage a coup?
4: <laughs> Another Canadian radical. <laughs> yeah,
5: right? Oh, was he Canadian too? Oh, yeah. He's a
4: secret Canadian. Yeah. Wow. Oh,
5: that's so fun. Oh, my God, like uh, Shania Twain.
4: So uh, today everyone calls this fake news They do Trump digs constantly Yes, KGB agents had year-end reviews too Was one of the lines Which I just thought is John Oliver Infecting every part of video (laughs) political education
7: And in their year-end review Yes, KGB agents had year-end reviews too Uh, They just had to do all these like side jokes And the KGB want to add gravitas to this lie So they look around for a scientist A human face Someone who could back up the lie with data and, no joke, this is the dude they found.
4: They introduce us to government truth teams, who are the big main heroes of the movie, Right. who were started by Ronald Reagan, and they're clear, right wing cold warriors. Every time they appear in the interviews, they, like, That's the name they came up with, government truth teams? Yeah, they say the phrase government truth
7: squad. Reagan created the Active Measures Working Group, you know, that government truth squads, which Kathleen Bailey led from 1985 to 87. In this movie, as a good thing.
5: uh, (laughs) That sounds like they're going to come kill you in the middle of the night. Right, right, exactly, yeah It sounds
4: incredibly Orwellian And they talk about, um, you know Planting the seeds of a conspiracy theory In the third world They call that A
7: classic Soviet tactic
4: Which, why not just say a Cold War tactic The US did so much of that There is no acknowledgement of any US Spreading of conspiracy theories Or, uh, you know, trying to turn Third world populations against communism And telling them that they were pedophiles And atheists and whatever Right, and like the, the successful reaction to the AIDS thing was that Gorbachev apologized to Ronald Reagan. Like that was, if Putin apologized to Hillary <laughs> Clinton, that would be all these people. Right, would want, I guess. What did
6: Gorbachev apologize to Reagan about? Because
4: Reagan harped and his administration harped on this AIDS conspiracy thing, yeah. so much that Gorbachev, who, right, like, at the same time, that, down yeah. the Soviet Union, yeah, like, right, at who, the
6: same time that they were just standing by and letting
4: people die of AIDS. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gorby apologized to. Reagan. Uh, He was like, sorry, dude.
7: Kathleen's report exposing and debunking Operation Infection made its way right to the top of the Kremlin, into the hands of Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev himself. Secretary of State George Shultz was in the room when Gorby read it. And
9: you're spreading all
7: this bum dope about
9: AIDS and the United States pushing it. I said, come on. So
7: we had a good heated exchange. And there's nothing wrong with that. And days later, Gorbachev did the unthinkable. He bowed to pressure, apologized to President Ronald Reagan and promised to stop spreading the fake aid story.
9: When we in the Active Measures Working Group heard about Gorbachev having read the report,
7: we said, that's cool, that is really cool.
4: They talk about, you know, in 1989, our government's view was problem solved. That's like one of the lines the guy says.
9: And then came uh, the year 1989, 1990 when the communist regime collapsed. Nobody believed that the Russians would continue using this weapon in future. Our government's view was problem solved.
4: You know, communism's over. We won't have to worry about yeah. misinformation. But wouldn't you know it? It's wily Russians, they just changed the name of the KGB, which is not what happened. It's a new agency that has a lot of the same people working there.
7: But that you don't call it renaming it. It also meant the end of Vladimir Putin's KGB career. But within a decade, he was back. First as head of the renamed KGB, the FSB. They have this one line where they say Putin when he came to power. As soon as he took office, Putin got right to work. His first few years were spent testing disinformation inside Russia on Russians.
4: This is an incredible understatement. Putin's regime was responsible for a planned terrorist, terrorist attack, attack that they said was done by Chechen militants. And they killed people to start a war. Like, there is a reason that conspiracy theories are so common in the third world, which Russia has basically always been a part of, if you mean economic or culturally. Like, it's always been a colonized nation, pretty much, until the time when it was a global empire. Uh, It's because everyone is lying
7: all the time. This is a global problem. In Iran, the government's deploying their own version of the Soviet playbook, calling their operation Nafak, which is Farsi for discord. Myanmar's been brewing up endless conspiracy theories to justify
12: ethnic cleansing. And in Pakistan, the establishment sees CIA plots everywhere. See, conspiracy theories are kind of like a national sport over there. And
4: they use the example of this New York Times raider, who was the guy who worked to put this together, this whole movie,
12: Adam Ellick, who they go into a whole story about was working in Pakistan. And even today, I still get blasted on Twitter for being either a CIA spy or a dead terrorist. Wait, a dead terrorist? One of the country's most popular TV talk show hosts accused me of being one of the attackers in a school massacre that murdered dozens of children. Here I am, dead in the Pakistani press. But this stuff is kind of normal over there. I mean, it happens all the time.
4: Clearly, he is an American uh, apologist, and probably they're right that he is working for the CIA. Yeah, seriously. I would not be surprised if he were. But like, there is this constant harping on the idea that people in the third world are just obsessed with lies. They are impossible to bring the truth to and the light to. And there's no explanation for, well, why is that common in Pakistan? Like, why is that common in Russia? Uh, yeah, so th- this like, experimenting on Russians with misinformation which Adam Curtis like does a much better job of talking about
9: but then a technologist emerged who went much further and his ideas would become central to Putin's grip on power he was called Vladislav Surkov Surkov came originally from the theater world and those who have studied his career say that what he did was take avant-garde ideas from the theater bring them into the heart of politics.
4: Anyway, they have a minute thing where they talk about US
7: interventions. But first, we need to take a super quick time out here. Yes, America is no stranger to interfering in other countries.
12: The US has attempted to influence elections around the world for years. Which,
7: you know,
4: after Pizzagate has to be the worse euphemism for horrible crimes. Yeah, say the full thing. And they say, well, the difference is the U.S. intervenes in countries.
7: But when it comes to disinformation, Russia is in a class by itself with unmatched scale and sophistication. And unlike the U.S. with its myriad of investigations, Russia does it without even a shred of public or historical accountability. We must never allow the end to justify the means. Okay, time it.
4: But they have a democracy. So this stuff always gets brought out in the end. The good guys always come in, and we have hearings about it, and it's revealed, and there are consequences. They use the phrase accountability <laughs> and accountability over and over again. Right. And the example they're playing when this is happening on the montage is the Iran-Contra hearings. Fuck.
6: Yeah, right. Damn.
4: Where they're... the president should have been shot. you know? oh, really? and Yeah, no and one, there were
6: no consequences. No one was punished. And anybody who received even a slap on the wrist punishment got pardoned by George H.W. Bush and like then went on to later. work for Fox yeah. News yeah exactly there's yeah. all this
4: stuff yeah and this is mostly just repetition uh, there's this line that I thought was great we're at war and we have absolutely no idea there's all this stuff of not <laughs> much of a counter strike to... is it uh, when they're talking about the money that Trump has allocated as not being enough
5: yeah we're criticizing a lot of the content here but we gotta be clear that stylistically it's also very annoying yeah. yes
6: yeah right it also looks like shit yeah, yeah it's
4: so ugly no, the, the
5: writing is yeah it's yeah. condescending yeah you know? the, the guy also, who's talking
4: to you is so horrible
6: something that really struck me about this was just how white it was yeah just every talking head you know all these people who were involved in the cia these like cold warriors were all white just everybody was white and it, it was like yeah you know because these aren't real problems <laughs> and like uh yeah that's why we're yeah. talking about it too. right exactly <laughs> Just like yeah, you know, like. Just
4: like yeah, <laughs> But also,
6: a huge They're part. All like white yeah. guys with glasses. I know. <laughs> they just keep talking,
8: don't
4: they? You just can't distinguish them from John Favreau.
6: <laughs> but also, it is because um, a huge part of this narrative about Russian active measures uh, has the result of discrediting black activists. Yes. Like a, and they talk about this. They. Uh, I mean, they talk
7: about how black lives matter. From Black Lives Matter to the gun lobby, wherever there's been a division in society, Russia has used disinformation to pry it open, sowing chaos across the political spectrum. I remember right
6: after the election when people were beginning to talk about russian active measures one of the biggest targets of this was black lives matter and they talked about how like oh most facebook black lives matter groups are really uh russian active measures or whatever and it is very similar to the discourse around the civil rights movement when white people used the fact that there were certain russian active measures involved in the civil rights movement to to discredit the whole civil rights movement. Yeah, and I, yeah. I
4: want to distinguish myself from the tanky position on this by saying, you know, a lot of soviet involvement in civil rights movements around the world were opportunistic and they pulled support from them whenever it was convenient the most damning example in the u.s is when the communist party switched overnight from being one of the very active groups involved in the civil rights movement in the u.s to when the u.s partnered with stalin in world war ii and they immediately had to (laughs) stop talking about it you know this is basically why richard wright left the communist party that and he was being paid by the cia um (laughs) Richard Wright's a weird guy. He, like, admitted to sexually abusing right. women in his biography. Really? Yeah, it's a really short thing. He, like, says he feels horrible about it, but he was an insurance agent who uh, got paid with sexual services a lot of the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's part of his, like, you know, horrible life in Chicago, but, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing no one talks about. Anyway, uh, Richard Wright definitely... Uh, He's canceled. Yeah, he's canceled. I know. Oh,
5: Stalin's canceled too, by the way.
4: (laughs) (laughs) After this? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, like, I don't want to say that any global empire is good, and, you know, the Soviets certainly not, but definitely the association of them with uh, these civil rights groups is, it's red-baiting. It's, you know... Uh, attacking progressive and radical actors by associating them with the Eastern hordes.
6: And it is also just not the case, even if it is true that there were certain Russian active measures involved in the civil rights movement, and even if it is true that there are certain Russian active measures involved in Black Lives Matter, it is just not the case that these are in totally Russian infection regimes. They are real activists who are responding to real atrocities in America.
4: Yeah. And if they take support where they can get it
6: all yeah, better yeah exactly and this narrative of Russian active measures is used cynically by people in the United States to discredit those organizations it's about
5: having the same sort of moral guides for how you judge all political movements right they're not just bad because they're Russian or whatever and for me my guide is did they kill Vince Foster <laughs>
6: That's bad. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they said that that was a Russian active measure?
4: That people believe that Vince Foster was killed by Hillary Clinton or that his death was
6: done by the Russians? No, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah, just that... The Why does everybody believe that Hillary Clinton uh, murked <laughs> Vince Foster?
4: <laughs> because it's because of Russia. Yeah, because of the Russians. That would be dope. I think that's coming when she runs in 2020.
6: Yeah, seriously. No, because right. everyone's
4: going to believe that she killed Vince Foster by then, too. And to speak more to your point, Peter, about the overwhelming whiteness of the movie's heroes, do you remember or did you get to this point where they talk about the countries that actually handle fake news well? <laughs> They're all in Eastern Europe. Oh, go figure. They're all Ukrainians. Yeah, I
6: remember they talked about like the Latvian like, late-night show. Yeah. Where they just talk about fake news. Where they just
5: expose Russian They could have been, I mean, they could have been lies. like, say what you want about the Saudis, but, you know, this is the New York Times, standards are low.
12: <laughs> what I never imagined is that we'd be seeing this kind of toxic disinformation here at home in the States. So, is there anything we can do? I think so. I also used to live in Eastern Europe. Estonia, Ukraine, they lag behind us in many things, but when it comes to fighting disinformation, there's so much we can learn from them. For instance, if uh, you turn on the TV in Latvia
7: on a Sunday night, you'll see this. A primetime show all about Russian lies. In the same slot where we'd be watching American Idol, folks in Riga are tuning in to watch the latest disinformation be systematically described, debunked and destroyed. And it's not just Latvia. Ukraine has a bilingual stop fake news show broadcast by dozens of TV stations.
3: Disinformation never stops, and neither do we. Welcome to Stop Fake, the platform. The Czech where
7: government go. monitors disinformation as a form of terrorism. Lithuania has thousands of volunteer cyber warriors, they call them elves, who relentlessly troll the Russian trolls. And in Estonia, there's a kind of digital national guard, thousands of volunteers who, among other things, fight disinformation.
9: The countries that have been exposed to this the longest are the best at dealing
4: with it. And, you know, these are countries where, yeah, they have been treated horribly by Russian regimes over thousands of years literally in many cases but there's also huge worrying white nationalist and neo-nazi movements in all of those places and like the anti-Russian prejudice there is a big part of that too especially in Ukraine but you know in a lot of these different places and the idea that those are the heroes who know how to handle fake news it's just more Pinochet did nothing wrong kind of stuff at a certain point I like I don't know enough about the specific late night show that you know uh, like tells you the funniest Russian lie of the week but I can't imagine everyone involved with that has the kind of politics that, uh, like, liberal American New York Times YouTube pivot viewers are going to enjoy. Um, it
6: did look much funnier than Trevor Noah, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what funnier than Trevor Noah? Yeah. He's the king of comedy. <laughs> it's like that Mr. Show sketch where the mobsters can't count higher than 15 or whatever. I can't think of something funnier than Trevor Noah um, I live a sad life and this is uh, the last thing that I uh, wanted to mention just personally about this first of all the idea that democracy makes you weak that like the things that are great about democracy the openness and the uh, you know differences of opinion those are our weaknesses in the face of totalitarians uh, but more than that the return to fact-checking Trump, which is what all of this comes down to. Make him tell the truth. He talked to a Russian, you know? And so they show Trump lies toward the end of the movie. It's one of the last things they do is a montage of a bunch
9: of Trump lies.
12: It was the biggest electoral college win since Ronald Reagan. I said, wait a minute, there's a lot of wiretapping being talked about. We've signed more bills. And I'm talking about through the legislature than any president. ICE? They actually liberate towns. They liberate towns. We have become an energy exporter for the first time ever just recently.
4: And one of, most of them are just false facts. They're like, you know, we have the greatest steel output in 47 years or something. But one of them in particular, make him say third greatest. Third greatest exporter of potassium. (laughs) The one that really caught my attention was where he goes, Ice liberates towns. They have liberated towns. And I thought this was so this is right up there with the uh you know ted cruz fact checking about making sand glow in syria uh because like that's not the point right uh he's you know talking about nuclear annihilation and you're like actually there are olive trees in the Levant. oh my
5: god such a typical liberal
4: problem this struck me really when i remember this news story came out that trump said ice liberates towns and people were like name me one town that ice has liberated from gangs and it's like You know he's talking about ethnic cleansing, right? That is what he means by liberation. It's free in the sense of Judenfrei, you know?
12: These guys, they walk into those areas, they take them out of there so fast. They're not afraid of anything. It is, it's like you're liberating a town. Like in a war, you're liberating a town or an area. And ice goes in there and they go in there and sometimes they have to go in swinging. They don't mind. He is saying his truth,
4: and, like, this is the point where, you know, like, your truth and my truth, like, means something, because he is using a different word for what he's actually doing, and the fact that Trump is ethnically cleansing entire towns with a new American Gestapo... Is not a Russian active measure. And it's about just like there are, you know, black and progressive and all kinds of activists uh, who are indigenous to this country and they are coming out of our conditions and making real changes based on what they want. Trump is doing the same thing. And you can't blame him on the Russians either.
5: Oh my God, but that's all they want to do.
4: Yeah. Is that, that's not us, you know? (laughs) This This is is us! Yeah, what the, New York oh, do,
5: what the New York Times should do is make a show about this being us. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, you can't say, you know, that's not us, or anything involving that blank us. <laughs> around
4: me, uh, the next, you know. Have you seen any of the show?
5: Yeah, of course I have. I've been on a plane before. <laughs>
4: <laughs> do you see like the three episodes in a second season or something? No, or I saw the pilot. Where the dad
5: saves the dog from the house, but guess what? The dog or the dad? No, the dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, the whoa! Dad, yeah, you know what though, Peter? That's still them. <laughs> 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 <After> the <day. laughs> that's like
6: <laughs> that's like the Talking dad for This Is Us.
5: <laughs> and then, what are you talking about?
6: talking dead is uh chris hardwick's show after walking dead where they talk about the show oh, my oh that's god. so
5: funny <laughs> oh my god.
6: after this is us it's just chris hardwick on that was them <laughs>
8: that's, so, that's
2: funny. so funny that's
5: such a good joke oh no oh my god <laughs> let's talk about right. our alter egos
6: yeah let's talk about pod, pod. Um, let's talk so, okay. let's talk pod
5: uh first of all this uh this discussion of pod save america is brought to you by supercruiter <laughs> uh, but you know it's so it's so hard to find you know people to employ or whatever. Yeah, ZipRecruiter's
4: there to help them. I know. Why does my Hulu think I'm hiring people? Yeah,
5: yeah I don't know. And I, I also what I hear about ZipRecruiter is that it's just a bunch of like scams. Yeah, like, they're trying to get your resume and shit so they can have your information and yeah. sell it to scam people.
4: No, that makes sense. Have you ever
5: been on ZipRecruiter like uh, the website? No. Well, first of all, don't. But if you are going to go, watch out for scams. <laughs> I guess also that's just true generally. You know, be vigilant. <laughs> Watch out for scams. Yeah. This has been Peter Herman's oh, yeah. media
6: say, literacy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> creating
4: educated citizens here.
5: Um damn. Is does Tommy Vittner do shit like this? I don't wanna know. So okay. Everybody's angry at them because one of their sponsors runs this horrible warehouse right where they yeah, all write iconography all, all over the place. I
6: believe that's simply safe. And
5: yeah. the
4: working conditions are horrible. Yeah. Please continue. Well, so right. that's not even why most people are. mad Yeah, that's
6: not their main scandal. But this was a thing from a little while ago. Yeah, they had this horrible, evil company, Simply Safe, which advertises on a lot of podcasts uh, as an advertiser, and people called them out for uh, how horrible this company is, and they were like, "We didn't know. Uh, we will like we'll stop having them as advertisers." And then you know they waited like a month or two and then had them back <laughs> as advertisers. Did you and see like- the
4: back and forth they had on Twitter about it? Because basically they said uh, Simply Safe had already bought that time. And they just didn't check because they uh, their process does, like, have some kind of vetting for everyone. And so if they've already booked the time, they figure it's okay. Um, but, like, he didn't—John uh, Favreau was talking about this, and he was like—he didn't agree to then say, okay, we won't have them on anymore. He was like, they, we talked to them since then, and they said they've done better. And uh, AON Higgins, or whoever was the guy— uh, said like, actually, I just talked to my sources and they said nothing is better and those were all lies. <laughs> like, well,
5: what, what's the main thing they're angry at, at them about?
6: Oh, well, let's get into it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you want to uh, take sure. this? Sure, yeah. So, you remember that uh, New York Times article from a few weeks ago about Facebook.
5: Oh, yeah! Oh, now I remember why right. people hate them. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh they got a fourth guy yeah they, they got, got a, a fourth they got a never guy trump republican they have every... a never
6: trump republican tim miller he's not their only never trump republican by the way Who do they because have? on the pod save america on the crooked media world anna marie cox you, you know who she is that oh, journalist yeah. she has a podcast and she always has her like best friend rick wilson on
5: no, Oh rick wilson the, the fucking priest. bush 2000 guy yeah
6: the bush 2000 guy uh,
5: pastor or whatever No,
6: you're thinking of Rick Warren
5: No, 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 no Rick Wilson is Stop the Recount Bush Yeah, Rick Wilson he, oh. he, he, he was a Bush, a Bush yeah, campaign he, uh, manager He's yeah. like a
6: longtime rat fucker He uh-huh. did the Um, He was involved with the Willie Horton ad Really? Um,
5: he also, have you ever seen The Neologism Neologism. yeah, neologism, um, conserv viral, like viral the conservative no. community. That's him. Oh okay. my god! So look that up.
6: Yeah, he's like this long. T- and I mean, that's we'll talk about Tim Miller in a second. Uh, he was like a longtime time uh, rat fucker Which we're allowed to say That's a term of art in politics One like a dirty trickster Like people uh, Like Roger Stone Yeah like Roger Stone Yes exactly like Roger well, Stone who's,
5: wait, who's a not dirty trickster Like who pulls tricks that are very obvious That are very <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's just a guy. Yeah. yeah right uh, probably um, Oh my god Yeah, uh, I mean half of the like um, What's her name um, Jen Kirkman Right. right, No Ow. dirty tricks there, you know. Or yeah. like, yeah. like John Favreau.
6: Yeah, like John Favreau and like John Lovett were not rat fuckers. They weren't smart enough to be like they're. Right. They just wrote speeches where they were like... Uh, we torture some folks. Yeah, we torture some folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's
5: definitely not rad
6: fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, and just like... Uh, they just wrote speeches where Obama would be like... Uh, All these bankers hate me. I don't know why. I've made them so much money. Right. Like, if they just looked at their, uh, their bank statements, <laughs> they probably wouldn't hate me
5: so much. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Uh, could you do your impression of uh, who's the bear who's always looking for picnic baskets? <laughs> Yogi man. Yeah, Yogi. Can you uh, say Hey, Boo Boo? If you like your
6: picnic basket, you can keep your picnic basket.
4: <laughs> hey, Boo <boo-boo>. Boo. <laughs> I don't know, Yogi. I was an American citizen.
12: I <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't know if I give you a passport.
8: Uh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but so, yeah, look, the positive America guys are these hardcore Democratic partisans. They are not. Progressives at all? They they just believe in the Democratic Party, and part of what the Democratic Party believes in is propping up and rehabilitating these Never Trump Republicans. So that's why they have Rick Wilson all the time on their uh, network. It's why they have this guy Tim Miller, who is another rat fucker. He worked for like the Jeb Bush campaign. He you know any anybody who has been involved in Republican politics is. Complicit in horrible racist negative ads and things of that nature. And they knew all of that when they hired him to be a correspondent, you know? They thought. Yeah, we don't agree with everything that he says, but he has some great ideas.
5: And, 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 and they literally said it took a lot of courage for him to stand up to the rest of the Republican Party. Oh my Gosh.
0: god. up. You Jesus. know what it took
4: is a lot of cash. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, this Jeb guy, I know. And he thought it was just going to get him a better job. He really went in too deep. That's my theory. When he
6: joined Corrupted Media? Uh,
4: No, uh, basically until the election. Do you know about the bet he made? No. This is awesome. I can't— Tim Miller's bet. Tim Miller's bet. Okay. So Tim Miller worked for the RNC when Romney was around, which is, I guess, where he uh, got a habit of making bets that are totally outrageous. (laughs) He made another $10,000 bet that Trump would lose. He... Uh, Tim Miller made this bat. Tim bad. Miller made this bad. This is... It's so hard to tell because I've been trying to search for the original tweets and I think they're deleted or it's made up by these conservatives who are just trolling him. It's hard to tell but there's one Vimeo video they keep linking to and like posting on his Twitter that's called The Sorest Loser and it's about how Tim Miller posted in like... October or something uh, of 2016 who wants to bet me money I'll bet anything that Trump won't win Pennsylvania even and he definitely won't win the uh, general election and people came on and they were like what odds are you giving and he says like what do you mean odds? Don't you think he's gonna win? And they were like, no, we're talking about like betting terms. Do you know how betting works? And they were like, what about $1,000 10 to 1? And he goes, I'll take it. Uh, like, you know, if you'll donate to a charity of my choice. And he like goes back and forth. This is, like, some it's of really this sorry, is about this about
5: him not knowing what 10 to 1
4: means? So, like, that's part of it. He then, I'm sure, Googled it, but he, like, then realized he was like, okay, like, I agree to this. And there are allegedly screenshotted DMs where he confirms this stuff. And then he didn't pay the money. <laughs> he just, like, ignored the Twitter trolls cool. who are all, you know, like, MAGA guys that are, like, at Ringo Bandito or whatever. <laughs> anyway, this is, like, who Tim Miller is. He's such a freako. Uh He's also gay. I don't know if this uh, comes up at all anymore, but he, like, joined the Republican Party machine in, like, 2005 or something. It was, like, one of the really bad years to be a gay Republican when it was just, like, you know, you are a just a bored trader.
5: Well, then you understand you got to cut welfare. So you (laughs) you got to put things where they are important. Yeah. You need those priorities. Right. Um, And so he was working for the organization that Facebook hired to put out smears about their competitors to distract from their own role in the election.
4: Is that correct? That's the long and short of it. Okay.
6: By the way, the, the article that I clicked on that has this video Uses a racial slur when they're talking about him backing out of this bet. I'm talking about the W
5: word for Welsh people. That's so funny! (laughs) Why why would they mention that? Is is he Welsh? He Welshed on a bet. Oh, I've never heard this term in my life.
4: Oh, no? Yeah, it's for those barbarians up north. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) They gave us Edinburgh. Saying that somebody... And they want it
6: back. Welched on a bet. Would you say that someone Jewed on a bet? Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Would
4: you?
5: No, no, I would never say that.
6: <laughs> the, but apparently the Welsh are the last ethnic group that you can, uh, you can derive.
4: God, you know, all you need is eight consonants at the end of your name and you can get anything yeah. said about you. All right. Yeah,
6: so Tim Miller... I haven't seen a picture of Tim Miller before, by the way, and he looks like a fucking dweeb. Well,
5: he looks like a, he looks like a pad save guy. Yeah
6: he, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he really yeah. does. That's yeah, why they does. liked him, right? Because he's like, he matches them aesthetically. Totally. But yeah, so they have this Never Trump
1: Republican on.
4: He does this segment called uh, The Cuck Zone, <laughs> where he's taking it back.
1: When we come back, we're going to play OK Stop, but before we do, uh, my friend Tim Miller who is a Republican operative and never Trumper is in the house. He happened to be in town and he had, he had, a, he had a few uh, rants he wanted to direct at us. Uh, and so, guys, give it up for Tim Miller. Yeah. Tim, here, I take Gabby's because in case I have to shut you down, I wanna have a mic. Tim, you have 30 seconds, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, hey everybody, it's good to be here in West Hollywood at the foot of the Fred Siegel and across Pod merica from Boystown to Logan Circle. It's nice to be here in the liberal bubble. I have four rants. My first one is about you fucking people. Uh, as John said, uh, I'm a cuck. This is you're in the cuck zone right now. Um, and uh, I worked for Republicans my whole life. I went out and I was vo- visibly opposed to Donald Trump and uh, so I gained some liberal followers on social media and now anytime I say anything conservative, you people call me Nazis and ask me how I can sleep at night and it's like, okay, I don't want you to get rid of Robert E. Lee's bust and replace it with me. That'd be all right, but like, maybe don't call me a Nazi anymore and if you guys are gonna win next time and not lose, like Larry said, you need right, pals.
5: We'll oh my God. Do you Have you guys ever thought about making segments before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And so you guys, do You're
6: we, not going to do have your own cut we,
4: zone, yeah?
5: Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really
6: have segments.
4: Yeah, sometimes we do jokes about having segments just to. That's good something. enough, right?
5: I mean, does anybody like segments really in a podcast? You know? uh, if it's the word. Like from Stephen Colbert? From Colbert. Yeah, like, Oh, okay, yeah. sure. I thought you were, I mean, come on. Ah, oh, you're a like, if it's the tits. If it's new rule. Yeah, right. I was like, I was like if it's boss, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if it's banks. Yeah. Well, then sure. Yeah, yeah I sure. Like, yeah. I like a segment if it's choice. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, wait, so, okay, let's. Uh, this is the thing with Tim Miller. Yeah. So, uh, that. that New York Times story on Facebook reported that Sheryl Sandberg and Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook hired a Republican strategist firm... uh, The definers. The definers, yeah. That's
5: what they're called? They're called the definers. The definers. To go after... Huge amount of respect for that name.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to go after, you know, opposition to Facebook, people who were critical of Facebook after the election.
4: Yeah, not just their business competitors, but the activists who were, you know, in the freedom from Facebook uh, activist group and the people who were saying, yeah, this is a monopoly. And Did they
5: have anything to do with all of those ads in the L that were like, um,
4: uh, we're sorry, and it was like Facebook <laughs> and like a sad emoji? No, <laughs> seriously, you serious? remember those things?
5: So yeah, I think that was actually the Facebook
4: campaign. Oh, okay. When they were like, real friends aren't fake accounts. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. So the definers, they're only on the offensive.
4: Yeah. Yes, they're, they're rat fuckers. They're okay. an oppo firm. Got and it.
5: that's their whole pitch because
6: they are only for companies and their whole right. pitch is like, uh, you know, we will bring what we've learned from uh, <laughs> uh, maligning uh, like Democratic uh, candidates and, uh, you know, calling them all terrorists. Do we and stuff.
5: know any examples of their oppo and other social medias, you know?
4: Yeah. Um, it's not so much social medias as it is like. Silicon Valley in general. So uh, the New York Times has done now a couple of articles because I guess they like had a lot of research on this. And the initial article that's like delay, deny... Uh, Deflect or whatever. That one had like eight bylines on it, but a couple of breakout groups. And I, that article is awesome. It's great. That's the main article that that we're talking about.
5: (laughs) Like Sheryl Sandberg's glass room in the middle of the company
4: where she had a meltdown on a bunch of people. Uh Ah. Yeah. uh Where they're like turning down the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: And it was, yeah. Oh, they're taping over the windows. They're taping over them. And Mark Zuckerberg's like, well,
4: if we can find uh, something in the (laughs) code. Yeah, and Cheryl so Sandberg is like, you get me that Jew on a steak! <laughs> yeah, literally! Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's horribly anti-Semitic. So, and this so is... This, that's where the... Right, so Tim Miller co-founded The Definers. And right. runs it, basically.
6: And I believe he was not named in the New York Times article. People made this connection after the fact.
4: But the New York Times has written about him specifically, uh, at least since then. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, they've done a couple articles on, and this is how we know what else they've done. <laughs> they didn't do parentheses... <laughs> hot save fans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, this is Tim Miller right There's here. There's an Easter egg for you. Yeah. Yeah, no they they did follow up articles a couple days later. Uh, I think the 21st was the last one they did where they talked about like this is the group that's bringing DC uh, you know, rat fucking to uh, Silicon Valley, and it is <laughs> a like a perfectly pure place beforehand, right? <laughs> you know, like, but it's like, uh, you know, one scooter company will uh, like fuck another, whoa. and like Apple. Oh, this was great. You remember when you used to see ads that were like draft Tim Cook, like let Tim Cook run for president? Yeah, those are stupid as hell. They were definer ads. Oh my, oh god. my god, that's awesome. I have to bring this up. Hold on, that's uh, so
5: funny. Oh, I thought they're gonna be all. So they're they're oh. So... So they're trying to get us angry at Apple by saying draft Tim Cook?
12: Uh, Because that
4: completely works. So exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's not just to get us angry. It's to get Trump angry at him.
5: Oh, that's even smarter. Wow. Yeah. Let me read this. I thought their oppo stuff was going to be like, you know, like the LinkedIn guy is 40 years old but still drinks chocolate milk or something.
4: You know, like how do you bring someone down to Zuckerberg's level? So do you remember this thing that like who cares because, you know, we all have to buy the Monopoly stuff anyway. But when Apple was going to stop using Qualcomm's chips... There's some chip maker, and they were going to switch over to another cheaper chip maker. And so while working for Qualcomm, because they were in negotiations with Apple... Definer's pushed the idea that Apple's chief executive, Timothy D. Cook, was a viable presidential candidate in 2020, according to a former Definer's employee and Digital Records. So they've seen the emails or something. This is from the article that's called "Facebook's How Facebook's PR Firm Brought Political Trickery to Tech. That's
5: and such a pod save idea. You know, like, we'll
4: bring Tim Cook into our zone. Exactly, you know, like yeah. president zone. And this is how these people think. So they say, according to a former blah, 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 presumably it was an attempt to chill the cordial relations that that Mr. Cook had cultivated with the Trump administration. <laughs> and they have examples here where they have pictures of the ads that say Tim Cook like this draft Tim Cook ad right here this is something that made it onto the internet and probably your browser through the definers.
6: <laughs> wow. So just bringing the campaign dark arts to uh, Silicon Valley.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up that they took the name of my club. I formed an elementary school of kids who read the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Ask <laughs> us a word. That would be
6: so much cooler than a spelling bee, like a defining bee.
4: Yeah. 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 Yeah, do they know what they're saying even? Right.
6: Yeah,
5: right. right. No, like this kids
4: these kids they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, so Tim Miller was one of the co-founders and guys who ran the Definers. Got uh, kicked off of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> called a bob thread on an Amtrak right 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 <laughs> and th- his company it turns out was hired by Facebook and encouraged by specific people in Facebook, we now know, uh, probably including Sheryl Sandberg explicitly, to associate the groups who were opposing Facebook and calling for more accountability, to associate them with George Soros. That's where we get into anti-Semitism. That's where the anti-Semitism is. Right. And so Tim Miller ran this group that handed out briefers that only speculated or spread false information that George Soros was behind the anti-Facebook efforts, which is just not true. Soros is not really involved with that, it doesn't seem, at least as far as anyone can tell. But for some reason, they thought associating him with those people would be a smart move for a certain demographic. So Tim Miller was involved in spreading anti-Semitic propaganda.
5: It's just is, so fucked up that the like Republican SNL guy in the '80s is also this guy spreading <laughs>
6: <president laughs>
5: propaganda,
6: right? Uh, yeah, George Soros is funding the opposition. That's the ticket. <laughs>
5: Is a Republican,
6: right? Am I wrong? Oh, I thought you were talking about John Lovett.
5: No, no, no. Oh my God. That's so funny that you know another John Lovett's quote. (laughs) (laughs) Other than, it sticks.
6: I was doing the the classic liar character. Oh, That's oh the yeah. Ticket. Oh I
5: love that. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, him and Horatio <laughs> Sands, the two only funny people yeah, ever guy. to be on SNL. They should do a
1: movie together.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. They should do a they should do a reality show where they get knocked out at the beginning of every episode and then wake up in mortal danger somehow <laughs> and have to get back. That's just my – <laughs> you were saying. Yeah, pot, so people – Pod Save pot
6: Your pot. Ass.
4: Yeah, Pod Save Your Ass. That's what I'm calling <laughs> so Now good. that Pod Save means fucking something. Yeah. So John Favreau read this article but not very in detail apparently because he immediately <laughs> tweeted it out and said classy and highlighted the part about definers spreading anti-Semitic propaganda. And it turns out they
5: hired that guy. Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs>
4: So, uh, you know,
5: you know, I don't, I, I don't like like having language from online, you know, like sneak into my normal parlance. But cell phone really comes in use. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's a cell phone. Yeah, he owned himself. Textbook. <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, but I love. Um, to okay, watch so and wait, leave. so wait, so wait.
5: These guys, they were all on the same podcast, not Tim Miller, called "Keeping It." 1600. Right. And yes. then after Trump won, After it became, they didn't
6: keep it 1600. Yeah, we're yeah. not
5: keeping it 1600, we <laughs> Also, they're
6: both bad names, but keeping it 1600 is so much better yeah. than Pod Save America. Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, they're both such fucking eye rolls. That's yeah, a tough one. They're really I, bad. I really don't like. But at least games.
6: keeping it sixteen hundred is a play yeah, on, a, a for, on a on a right. on a thing that is a
4: real saying. Uh, yeah, Pod Save America does feel like the first one they thought of.
6: Yeah, it's really bad. Pod Save America. The name is so bad. Uh, yeah. Do
4: they make up for it and they're George Washington with headphones? Motif? Yeah. Um, and John Lovett. Uh, <laughs> and then like
6: Pod Save the World is just a globe with headphones. Literally. Oh nice? my yeah. god. Wow. Okay.
5: <laughs> Anyways, um, so okay, Pod and John Lovett, before he became uh, keeping at sixteen hundred, but after he worked for Obama, wrote for the newsroom. Whoa, really? Yeah. Whoa, this is real. I know,
4: and I'm like, is not is not there a common thread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, the uh, long and short of it, right, is that Tim Miller got fired from Podsave. Save.
6: Yes sure he, he did me. It was like a whole Drawn out thing And yes. once people Started calling them out On Twitter They were like Silent for hours And then they were like We will investigate it And then later They were like We we have discontinued Our relationship I, with I it
5: I remember there was A brief step Right where Tim Miller Was like Oh yeah That stuff came out Of my firm But like wasn't me you And know? then also
4: The <laughs> New York <laughs> <laughs> Times The New York <laughs>
6: Times Journalist that wrote The article tweeted Like I don't really get Why everybody's Jumping down Tim Miller's throat Over right. this article Right yeah, yeah
4: Because they're just uh, Reporters They're just new. Yeah. Right. servers. Uh, and this is just how the game is played, right? Uh, we don't know if he's anti-Semitic just because he spreads protocols at the Elders of Zion <laughs> uh, when we had a pogrom last month. Yeah. So, right, but he left Crooked Media, RIP, and the pod guys have not talked about it on their show, as far as I can tell. Yeah,
6: it really seems like they haven't.
4: Yeah, they've not addressed yeah, it. Yeah, and
6: why would they? And, like, not only that, I would not be surprised in the Simply Safe model if they just bring him back soon. Like, if they let it die down for, like, a few months and then he's back. He's back on the Because they like him. They're all friends. Yeah. Like...
4: Oh, yeah, they're still yeah.
5: playing shirtless beer pong yeah. at old glory <laughs> in Georgetown, <laughs> in Washington, D.C. God, don't you miss those days of scandals? Yeah, they're all hanging out together. They're like, look, you know, the Sora stuff was bad, man. Just, like, just don't say anything that's
4: pro-Cossack for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But if there's more on that story, I'm happy to hear it, but can we talk a little bit about the pod people's backgrounds? Yeah, yes, please, let's do it. so okay, let's talk, let's talk turkey. so Fabro to start with okay Fabro Fabro, I think has to be the starter yeah. yeah, he's the tallest, most handsome Yes, the face. Yeah. The pod. I'm not sure he's taller than Tommy,
0: so he's like, here's the thing. um, I would just get rid of bin Laden and go with another bad guy. I just think bin Laden's been done it's it's old. old. He's like, let's go with um <laughs> Tim Hosni. Uh plenty. That's <laughs> gonna be much funnier. Like after hosting the I mean, Bar. Like, I, I don't know that it is, but you won the vote. He's like, No, trust me, this it's just it's gonna be better that way. We find out the next day that the the general that the president was on the phone with was the one where he gave the order to um have the to go have the bin Laden mission.
6: They used so, to make jokes a lot or like, you know, like little low uh, hint hint comments about how he would run for office one day, but I don't know if they're done with that now.
4: Interesting. We'll fix the teeth first, but you know. <laughs> so Favreau, I mean, the first thing that should come to people's minds, I think, is that groping the Hillary Clinton cardboard cutout right. picture. It uh, was a
6: different time, two thousand eight. Two
4: thousand eight. So is he? Is he kind of a broey guy? Yeah, yeah they're, they're all, all broey.
6: Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, he is very bro-y. He worked on the Kerry campaign, I believe. I think
4: so. That, that sounds, sounds right. I think it was his first job out of college. Yeah. 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 Was he's, he's just been doing campaign stuff from right. day one. Which, you know, whatever. Some people, they're going to change the world like that. Uh, whatever. But, yeah, he, you know. I <laughs> pitched myself to a shooting star called John Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> he back me. So. Exactly. And that's the weird thing is, like, because there are so many losers – like, Tim Biller has basically always backed a loser. He was John Huntsman's guy
6: first. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but you gotta, I mean, you're a Republican, you know, dirty trickster, whatever. You you
5: pick smart losers, right? Because you're a John Huntsman guy, you can cross over. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Rick Wilson, that's more disappointing. But, I yeah. mean, Bush has been rehabilitated, so what the fuck in It's war, true, guess, yeah. They're all know? dirty.
4: But, yeah, so uh, Favreau went from Kerry to Obama, and he, I think, was like an early Obama jumper. He was, you know... Early on there, and he got to be really good friends with Obama. Uh, is basically famous as Obama's main speech writer. Yeah, and exactly like what does that mean? What did he actually write? Right. Like, is it the you know you get to keep your doctor? Is it like don't boo vote? Like what did he come up with? Yeah, the so
6: the Nobel Peace Prize. War is good. Actually, speech. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Like you know, at, at <laughs> least say what you will about David Fromm that you know he should be hanged uh, from his toes yeah. until he's uh, drained of all his blood or whatever. But David <laughs> Fromm at least came say up with memorable. You David Brahma, he <laughs> yeah. you needs to he be dismembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Whatever you, you think about David right. Literally, you could think. At he least he needs came up with Axis of, Axis of Evil. Axis of Evil? It's wow. catchy. Yeah, now, beautiful. Oh, should we talk about that every episode, right? Yeah. And by the way, which Axis of Evil were you? Because <laughs> oh. I'm North Korea. I think I'm North Korea. Well, North Korea is oh, the that.
6: loner. North Korea is the odd man. Well, out, right? you know,
5: I'm a guest on the show. It's it's North yeah, right. You're not one of the main. Well, I think
4: Peter's a Ah, Yes, I was going to say a
6: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, makes a lot of sense too
6: were there other countries in that axis of evil it's no, a three, three. it's a three-country like axis three, yeah. i think
4: it's maybe that, that expanded like they brought on a tim miller or something but <laughs> yeah, they bought on a uh, <laughs> well wait, what, on, like, yeah
5: a, oh my god who's a, who's a late comer to the axis powers uh so <laughs> yeah like italy
6: <laughs> right yeah yeah that's so funny that or romania like, yeah <laughs> that north korea was part of the axis of evil <laughs> it's so fucking stupid
4: so yeah, but like, what did John Favreau come up with? I don't know. But he has this famous picture of him that came out during the two thousand eight campaign, where he was at a Obama campaign event party, uh, like the staff party, and he is with a friend of his, and they're holding up a cardboard cutout of Hillary Clinton, and the friend. Is putting a beer bottle up to the Hillary Clinton cutout's face and kissing the side of her head. And John Favreau is groping her breast. And this is like, you know, the famous picture of yeah. John Favreau. And if you go on YouTube and look up the discourse at this time, it's basically all uh, who did we just say the economy stupid guy? Were we just talking about him? David Frum? No, the Clinton guy, uh the <laughs> lizard guy. Oh, uh, uh Foster. No. no, no, no,
5: we weren't we were talking about Rick Wilson,
4: who does look a lot like um oh fuck. The guy, he's married to a conservative, that's his Oh, shirt. oh, oh, uh,
6: uh, uh, yes. You know,
4: oh, god damn. James Carville. James, James Carville. So James Carville, after he's done plugging his, uh, uh, ice cream cakes, he goes to <laughs> Larry King in 2008 and he's like, boys, be boys, you shut the fuck up about John Favreau.
9: Uh, that's the kind of discourse that was happening at the time. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a piece of cardboard, stupid. That's all it is. And this new agenda crowd, they need to get a new agenda. The new agenda women that are losing their jobs, the new Agenda of battered women out there, a the new agenda of, of women that are victims of self of, of sex discrimination, and not this kind of silliness. This guy was just having a good time. He did absolutely nothing wrong, and I think this was wrong with it. A lot people look at this and they say, "Is this really what we're talking about?" And I don't. Know, Mr. Favreau is a very talented young man, and he was he was doing something at 27 year olds. Heck, I hope when I'm 67, I'm doing that. He was enjoying himself. He was, he was having a good time. He hurt no one. I don't even think he did anything inappropriate.
4: It was just like a normal thing for the bro-y Obama guys to be <laughs> Al Frankening. The they had Boghorn
5: Leghorn go on Porky the Pig's talk show. And say the same exact
4: thing. He was like, "I say, I say, that is not all, folks." <laughs> they sound the same. Yeah. So that's. That's uh, like, So that's the, John That's Johnny uh, You know That's all you really need to and
1: know And
5: Johnny's background Like where's he from Anything eh, Doesn't matter Yeah I think he's one of those You know DC uh, suburb guy, Probably uh, Like where was he Where'd he grow up Ooh yeah That's a Let's, uh, let's Well
6: you um, You can't google him Because the only person That comes up Is the director oh, wow. <laughs>
5: Yeah that's like me And me and Peter Herman yeah. I'm, uh, the guy who's married To Mariska Hargitay uh, <laughs> And friends with Lindsay Lohan uh, So I a speechwriter. speech writer
6: Yeah Born from? in North Reading
4: Massachusetts all right, no stereotypes whatever. there. Move on, folks. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> a fine town, North reading. Right. Yeah, he's a Truman scholar, so actually, we should abort this whole critique of it. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. Cut it. Cut it. Let's go to the next one. Next one, next one. one. <laughs> okay, so next one is. Oh,
6: also, sorry, just to go back to John Favreau yeah. for a second, we didn't bring up whatever it was, United Care of America. The, the oh, Care my Lord's God. There.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, can you talk about oh, that, that a little sorry. Yeah, just
6: like the quick synopsis of it. While well, after Pod Save America started, uh, when it was already like the hot democratic podcast, he joined the this like sketchy group with bill frist the uh whatever the former uh house majority leader for the republicans uh and it was this organization that was you know uh, uh nominally all about like coming up with health care solutions across the aisle but was so obviously to anybody who looked at it about rat fucking this is our favorite word for this episode yeah rat fucking uh the democrats out of single-payer healthcare.
4: right yeah
6: it was an anti-single-payer healthcare group and john favreau got called out for it and was like look bill frist is a
5: smart guy he was a doctor like right. uh, we're just looking for solutions like do you hate solutions or something yeah, yeah what's your stance on john favs is he is he uh, distinctly is he like evil or is he not that bright If you had to choose,
6: I think they're all evil. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue of them not being that bright, and I don't think they think they're evil. I think they are—they're libs. They are just libs. Like they—they don't believe in single payer healthcare. They—they believe in market-based solutions.
4: Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Right. I mean, the Chapo thing about libs is like basically all you can say is they would rather have things be good than bad. Right. Right. But like, what does that mean if they just have different priorities than you? If they want different things from you? Yeah. Yeah,
6: I mean, and I mean also he's getting paid a lot of money, right? When he joins those like right. anti-single oh, payer, yeah, like yeah. I mean that is always the thing with I mean really any kind of social democratic activism is that there is always a lot of money on making things shittier for people and like letting corporate interests run things, and there's no money on the other side. So he could either make a lot of money joining an anti-single payer group, or he could make no money joining a single payer group, and it's not a very hard decision. He has a lifestyle to yeah, hold up. Can't right.
4: save that guy's yeah.
6: So. <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> so that's our that's our take on him yeah next up has to be John Lovett Now, oh sure John yeah, Lovett let's, let's you get mean the John writer Lovett. from the newsroom exactly yeah. yeah John Lovett the small gay guy on the show he is partnered with Ronan Farrow yeah sure uh, does he have two cats uh, <laughs> a sweet apartment with a lot of googly eyes around
8: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, big anti-circumcision activist yeah <laughs>
5: All right, so this next guy, um, John
4: Lovett. John Lovett.
5: Um, John Lovett. Yeah,
6: that's the ticket.
5: <laughs> um, John Lovett, uh, he actually was a stand up comedian in New York City for one yeah. year. And the then, actual pot save guy. The actual pot save guy. He graduated from Williams, degree in math. Mark I. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I know. Shocking. Uh, and then he became a stand-up comic in New York for one year. Yeah. Uh, got the hell out of there and started becoming a joke writer. And this is Fred. From- I know. He
6: is the only person on the podcast that will, like, actually make jokes huh. and, like, kind of be uh, a pleasant, interesting person to listen to.
1: Donald Trump likes to put on a show. Not a show like Hamilton. <laughs> more a show like that Spider-Man musical where the Spider-Man... <laughs> right. Where, the where spider- plummet, yeah. ...kept falling out of the sky. Yeah. And they had to keep replacing spider-mans because spider-mans were in the hospital mm-hmm. <laughs> and bono wrote a song and then disavowed it so let's take a look at trump's press conference from wednesday uh and see how we did he was a
5: joke writer for hillary clinton tough, <laughs> he, <was>
1: tough. <laughs> he wrote
6: pokemon go to the polls <laughs>
5: I really want to see him, um, what, there's, what is like the comedy format, like Battle of the Bands? I want to see him yeah. versus the Huckabee guy. Oh my god. Because you know this like, the Huckabee joke writer yes. guy He's a guy who yeah. writes those jokes. You know,
4: Huckabee, he can't, he can't be thinking about that stuff, you know? I love being Huckabee, like, uh, what's Huckabee's first name? Mike. 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 I love the idea of being Mike Huckabee's sense of humor. Yes, like being an Agreed. element of his mind yeah. must agree. be great. Hard to agree. Yeah, I mean,
5: um, that's the, the right joy that want.
4: you walk through life. You know,
5: you're like I saw a rabbit fighting a squirrel the other day, and wow! <laughs> and well, it's I've got a solid five minutes. Yeah, right. Um, that's like that's why we don't put the mice in the grave. You know.
8: <laughs> Anyways,
4: I would love to see them do those two do a joke off because you know I can't. If you the Hillary couldn't joke right here, and just love it because I you know like I said I didn't listen to a lot of Pod saves before this episode at all I don't know a lot about their background except for like recent episodes that I listened to to prepare is Lovett a pop culture heavy guy Uh,
6: more than the other ones but he also just has a personality and the other ones don't yeah but um, he's not always
4: saying, like, hot sauce in my bag or anything like that.
6: No, he's, yeah, no, he's not. But he's, he's not funny. I mean, he's funnier he wrote than they are.
4: 1600 Pen. Yeah, he wrote 1600 Pen.
5: And the newsroom. I'm so, like, he can't be that funny. 16,
6: 1600 Pen was that sitcom about Josh Gad being, like, the fail son of a president. That's awesome. And, like, just having, like,
5: Which, having to go. I kind Nicole, of like Josh Gadd. Yeah, you know, yeah I, would Josh thought, Gad's great. I would have thought that would have been funny.
6: Oh, we're pro Josh Gad on this no, podcast? No, I just thought, <laughs> it, if
5: you'd explain the premise of 1600 Pen, it sounds funny whereas if you explain the premise of king of queens i'm like not funny at all turns out it's actually quite
4: funny <laughs> just goes to show
6: david hinckley of the new york daily news gave the series one out of five stars and said quote it was clearly designed to be good silly fun it nails one out of three it's silly you burnt burnt you burnt Got 1600 em. pen was it
4: a network show or like an amazon pilot he called
6: it was uh on
4: nbc i believe oh. It was, uh, network. it was Network Yeah it was Network wow, it was that on NBC. revolving door Between Network TV And the Obama team I He mean, called
6: the first family Annoying sitcom stereotypes And said that it Mines none of the more subtle And satisfying possibilities Of poking fun At a state institution It's more like a drug fueled Saturday Night Live sketch That won't end
8: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Fortunately 1600 Penn Probably will Oh
8: Yeah oh, you know, Something good <laughs> <laughs> And Dude.
6: yeah, it had 13 episodes, which, I mean, kind of a lot.
5: And uh, let's yeah. see, John Lovett also starred in The Critic. Um, you know, uh, wait, I wouldn't what? recommend ever watching The Critic. He was the voice of The Critic? Yeah, he was the voice of The Critic. Shut up. Yeah, seriously. Wait,
6: wait. Yeah. That's that's
5: the... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up!
12: Stop it! <laughs> Kill me! <Gotcha. laughs>
8: oh.
6: That's the other John Lovett. <laughs> He also, because I do listen to Pod Save America sometimes, John Lovett's politics are better than the other two.
4: That makes sense to me.
6: He, he like criticizes Nancy Pelosi sometimes. He, like, does not punch left and stuff.
4: I definitely think, I mean, the Ronan Farrow Association, I know you can't judge someone just by the person yeah. they're in a relationship with, but I think Ronan Farrow hates Bill Clinton's guts, no? Like, if you had to guess.
6: He better. Right. I mean, if his whole thing is about, like, calling people out on sexual abuse, then he better hate Bill Clinton's guts. Yeah, and I would hope
4: John Lovett at least feels that way, even if he has Clinton on for her What Happened book tour. Yeah, right. Makes nice with her, which, you know, unforgivable either way. But Ronan Farrow— Wait, wait, wait. If HRC asked to come on this podcast,
5: wouldn't you guys let her? But I wouldn't be nice to Yeah, yeah okay, yeah.
4: yeah.
0: I know that elsewhere in the book, you give Bernie a lot of credit. You say that the debate is overblown, that you actually agree on most issues. But it seems like there's still an important debate about what comes next for the party mm-hmm. that we should talk mm-hmm. about. So from the spring, Washington Post poll found that 67% of voters think Democrats are out of touch with the concerns of the average person. And that includes 44% of Democrats. To turn this around, do you think the Democratic Party needs to fundamentally change as an institution with regards to policy or do you think it's about sharpening our message better technology in the party and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that
11: i had such a different experience in 08 you know as you all know because you were part of the obama campaign once it was over it was over and i quickly endorsed president obama i worked really hard to get him elected i was still arguing with my supporters at the denver convention telling people Don't be ridiculous. You've got to vote for Senator Obama at the time. And I was thrilled when he got elected. I didn't get anything like that respect from Sanders and his supporters. And it hurt, you know, to have basically captured the nomination, ending up with more than four million votes than he had. But he dragged it out and he was so reluctant. But why would we be surprised? He's not a Democrat. And that's not a slam on him. That is just a repetition of what he says about himself so what i'm focused on are people who are proud to be democrats mm-hmm. people who want to defend the legacy of democrats
4: i, I would love you. to talk to hillary clinton but i wouldn't just kiss yeah her we would just ask her about pizza game <laughs>
5: would you give her any softballs first would you let her start comfortable and then you know and then strike I, it's hard
4: to imagine you know like i don't know, I'll, I'll, i could do it <laughs> <laughs> if we had Hillary Clinton on yeah, the news never ends did. we yeah. will bring you on as our ringer okay yeah. great because then we'll do good cop bad cop where you get to ask her about
5: <laughs> so how's Chappaqua you know anything changing with the house I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the newest storm effect to you yeah that's tough yeah in fact my travel plans were... oh I know it's you know, crazy we both still have to go through LaGuardia
4: yeah <laughs> But, you know, Ron Farrow, aside from being an imperialist warmonger... Wait, why?
6: What did he do that was imperialist warmonger? You
4: know his whole book about this. Oh, Department? right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's too bad that Trump is, like, giving in to the North yeah. Koreans and, uh, uh, yeah, like, le- letting us lose to Iran and all this stuff.
10: Like, and that's my chief concern when you talk about this prospect of leader-to-leader meetings in the North Korea process. We have, correctly as a nation turned down that opportunity before. Mm. There have been the same lies before. Uh, There have been concessions made that then were not lived up to. And there is a very real risk going into those kinds of conversations that you get played. This is one of the wiliest and slipperiest uh, diplomatic opponents that we have ever faced. And the problem is if you don't have the kinds of experts that we were just talking about, if you don't have the people who say, hey, here are the pressure points in this region, here are the lies they've told before, here are the concessions not to make, and the coded language not to stumble into, yeah. you you do end up getting played very
4: likely. Ronan Farrow has very concerned, and you know, he's interviewed all of the surviving State Department people, and he talks about, I, I like seen him do a couple of these book tour events where he's talked about like talking to Henry Kissinger, and I haven't read his book, maybe I should give it a shot, but he says, like, and I do, every time he prefaces some like, important wisdom from Henry Kissinger, he says, and in my book I do talk about how he's a complicated figure, but not about how he's a war criminal right. who like, should be tried at the Hague. Uh,
10: Henry Kissinger says an interesting thing. He's one of the many secretaries of state. All of the former secretaries went on the record for this book. and. Um, you know, I'm I'm very careful to portray the ways in which he is complicated and difficult and...
6: Well, so that's like uh, a lot like Tommy Vitor, right? Who is the last Pod Save America guy. There's also Dan Pfeiffer, who we're probably not going to talk about. Yeah.
4: Because uh, is he... He's not one of the original... He's, he's not
6: one had. of the OG... He was on
4: 1600,
5: but...
6: Yeah, he was does on it off? here and there.
5: <laughs> Seriously, is he? does he suck or something? Is he sure he, he sucks, but
6: they all suck. They're yeah. all the same. And they
4: still have him on. He's on all the time, Yeah. Right? Oh.
6: But yeah, and Tommy Vitor, like he was the foreign policy guy in the Obama White House. He represents the, you know, uniparty consensus on foreign policy.
3: On the legal question, the, the domestic foundation for all our Africans, Al Qaeda, the AUMF. So Congress passed a law, the authorization of military force that allowed us to take action. Uh, internationally, the legal foundation is our inherent right of self-defense. Especially in countries that are unwilling or unable to do it themselves. So
6: he also gets into ridiculous Twitter fights with people whenever they're like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have bombed that kid."
4: Yeah. So he seems like the most evil of the three, if you're talking about straight up talking about like the kid that he bombed just specifically. We're talking about that 16-year-old who was uh, Anwar al al-Laki's kid, yes. uh, Abdul Rahman. Al-Awlaki. And uh, he was 16 when Obama assassinated him. Uh, You know, he wasn't aiming for this 16-year-old, but he did kill this 16-year-old who was an American citizen and his 17-year-old Yemeni cousin who never gets talked about because who gives a shit about the Yemenis.
6: And that also was not the same strike that killed Anwar Al-Awlaki, right? That's right. right? He already killed Anwar Al-Awlaki, who was also a U.S. citizen. Right. And... Uh, I mean, I uh, maybe I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong about this. Anwar al-Awlaki was not really a terrorist.
4: That's right. He was a propagandist. He was a
6: propagandist. Yeah. And an American citizen. That's right. And Obama, unilaterally, without any kind of due process, ordered him to get murdered with a drone strike. That's right. Specifically then, him.
4: He was not collateral damage. Yes. They were, go- they were trying specifically and succeeded in assassinating... There's no other word for it, Anwar al-Awlaki. Yeah,
6: so they ordered Murder. a...
4: Yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah murder. A, a, kind
6: of a, a U.S. citizen without any kind of due process. Then they sent a second drone strike to kill his child. Yeah, and I think was,
4: it was aiming for another Al Qaeda uh, senior official, and the kids happened to be with okay, him. Okay, yeah. Time.
6: As far as we know, right? Because exactly. there's no
4: like real oversight or anything. That's right. That is true.
6: And then what I think is just a really powerful example of just Trump being not a break from what came before but just the next logical step of it. Obama had Anwar al-Awlaki and his 16-year-old son killed and then Trump sent a drone to go after his 8-year-old daughter, right? Which is is more horrendous but only by degrees, right? right? Not by a not in a it's not a whole new paradigm or anything. Yeah. It is and not Tommy Vitor has dedicated his career to protecting Obama's foreign policy and to lending legitimacy to uh, the various imperialist wars that Obama engaged in.
11: The president will be able to assess the feasibility of capture with clear eyes and with an aim toward the collected vital intelligence that can be obtained only through the interrogation of live detainees. I mean, that is the question, live detainees versus. Yeah,
3: that's not right. I mean, yes, we do need to change some of the things Congress has done to its higher hands. But we evaluate these things on a case. I keep saying we. I no longer work there. The administration evaluates break
11: the mental and break physical the, shackles. I know, <laughs> break the shackles
3: on a case by case basis. And so a group of very senior people sit in a room and they say, what is the feasibility of capture? And they debate these things with vigor. And you know, when you're operating 87 miles from the capital of Yemen where the you know, the Yemeni security forces don't go, there's not a lot of feasibility of capture. You would have to put boots on the ground. And it
6: clearly haunts him, you can see in his expressionless face. And his sad Twitter posts about his dog, and also the pointless Twitter fights he gets in with leftists who are like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have uh, killed Anwar al Awlaki.
2: Uh,
4: and I'm this guy? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you want to read from that twitter fight i would love that but i do want to read from this washington post article yeah so we have his specific words why don't you do
6: that if people want to look this up on their own they can it uh at bro pair who is dan o'sullivan Had a very fun Twitter fight with uh, Tommy Vitor, uh, where he really owned Tommy Vitor good. We'll link to it in the description. His monstrous foreign policy. Yeah, we'll link to it in the description. You should read it on your own. It it
4: is great reading, and Tommy Vitor just doesn't respond well. Like, wasn't it John Favreau who tweeted like, "I want to have this conversation after the midterms about." Uh, <laughs> what, like the caravan yeah. tear gassing or Which something.
6: is such a trick, because the thing is, there's always another midterm. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
4: Uh, so this is from the Washington Post article at the time, because it was considered horrendous to kill an American citizen without due process at the time.
6: Yeah, at uh, the time. At the time. What now I, we're used to it. Uh,
4: so this is uh, Tommy Vitor, a spokesman for the National Security Council, said, We have seen press reports that ACAP, that's Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Senior official Abraham Albana was killed last Friday in Yemen and that several others, including the son of Anwar al-Awlaki, were with Albana at the time. For over the past year, the State Department has publicly urged U.S. citizens not to travel to Yemen and has encouraged those already in Yemen to leave because of the continuing threat of violence and the presence of terrorist organizations, including ACAP, throughout the country. But what was the violence that killed him? It was an American act of terror. It was an American murder that killed this 16-year-old American citizen kid.
5: Yeah, State Department warning red, we will kill you when you go here.
4: Right, yeah, yeah. Like, the State Department is saying, you know, it's violent because there are al-Qaeda there because we're going to bomb them. Like, what is the logic there? And, you know, Tommy Vitor, I mean, there's a ton of examples of this. The other one that I thought was more funny but is more horrifying by the day is that he also was called on because he was a spokesman. That was, like, what he did was, like, apologize or justify. And the thing that he apologized for one time was when Obama was at a ceremony to give an award to, like, a Polish Nazi anti-Nazi resistance fighter, and he referred to a Polish death camp, which I don't know if you're... I'm well aware. Yeah, so, like,
5: yeah, can you explain this? Oh, sure. Uh, Poland recently made it illegal to refer to these death camps as Polish death camps and not German
4: death camps or Nazi death camps. Right, yeah, the preferred... PC term in Poland by that I mean the only legal thing you're allowed to call them is German death camp in Nazi-occupied Poland because you should never suggest right. that the valiant Poles were responsible for anything right. that happened who, to any who that ever. they
6: were gleeful collaborators <laughs> with the Nazis right. yeah. the, the Poles who had a uh, pogrom in
5: 1946
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was After the Nazis! So Vitor was called on to apologize for Obama's what was called at the time gaffe in the times of Israel. National Security Council spokesman Tommy Vitor said... You can say TOI here. (laughs) We all know (laughs) TOI. Uh, the president misspoke. He was referring to Nazi death camps in Poland. We regret this misstatement, which should not detract from the clear intention to honor Mr. Karski and those brave citizens who stood on the side of human dignity in the face of tyranny.
5: So you're Obama, you're sitting there, you got someone whispering in your ear, just say, Nazi death camps in Poland. Nazi death, <laughs> death camps in Poland. He immediately goes, these Polish death camps.
8: Oh!
5: Vitor's <laughs> gotta get on this! <laughs> Vitor! <laughs> <laughs> Do a do a Yogi Bear calling for Vitor. <laughs> uh, hey, boo boo. Hey, Tommy Vitor. That's her entry. <laughs> I'm like, and the park ranger is America's moral compass. Whoa. wow, He's Mike Huckabee's joke writer. Yeah. <laughs> Salt one in the same. <laughs> the perfect man. <laughs> All right.
6: Yeah. Anything else that we should say about the Pod Save America boys?
5: No,
4: I think they burn.
6: They're canceled.
4: Yeah. I
6: think we got him. Cool. Well, stay tuned, everyone, because we're going to have an overtime segment that you won't want to miss. We're going to talk about those crazy guys over in the North Sentinelese (laughs)
4: Islands. (laughs) They got these fucked up ideas about people trying to convert and kill them. Yeah. For you guys who are not
5: uh, subscribers who get the extra content, this has been us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and thank you so much, Peter
6: Herman, for joining us this week. I've been Peter Ronson. I've been Dan Ackerman. And we'll see you next time.
7: Pete's or anyone?